Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Well, friends, if you live generously, life will treat you royally. And that wow. is why we start every show with hashtag our town, our crown. It's not uh, not like we have a great pool to pick from. I feel like, uh, I, I mean, Saint, the St. Louis game wasn't bad. If you were going to give a crown to somebody. Right, it's got to be a leaf. I was like, it's oh, gotta, it's Neil. It's got to be a leaf. Easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a leaf. Who are you giving it to from the St. Louis game? Because that's the only game that's happened, believe it or not, between... Last show in this. Which is a miracle, the way the schedule has gone. Yeah, by the way, the Devils, I believe, played their third game tonight. The Leafs played their fifth. The Kings played their second yesterday, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's a little much. It's it's wild. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, the, the Leafs' first month is terrible. We've already gone through that. And also, it's uh, my excuse for why the Leafs lost to Montreal. Sure. You know. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with William Nylander, man. Uh, he's looked great mm-hmm. in all four games, and that goal uh, that he scored against the Blues was all him from start to finish. Not just the the, the fancy finish, the way he crashed the zone. Janssen knew what he was going to do. CeCe, I think, knew what he was going to do. Um, he created the whole play. He drew the St. Louis players in. It allowed Janssen to move the puck. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to do some crazy stuff if CeCe hits me with this. He hit him with it. He schooled Bennington. William Nylander gets the Trey Croner out. Now, why uh, why not put yourself in a friend of Crown Royal? Because, you know, we're always going to talk about who wore the crown before every episode. Crown Royal is a, a gracious partner of the Steve Dangle podcast. And, you know, one of the things we do at each week when we recognize a Leaf player who wore the crown, played it the Toronto way, mm-hmm. is um, we like to kind of take your votes on it. It's interesting, Steve, um, that everybody basically agrees. It's, it's oh, William really? Nylander. And you know what's interesting, especially for hockey Twitter, is that uh, hockey Twitter has been pro Nylander since since the negotiations last season held him out. Parts mostly, of it. mostly, well, yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of reasons to believe that he would make somewhat of a good comeback. And it was funny in the in the preseason they were talking about him having um, uh, having a. He, he told Mike Babcock, "Oh, I was dominant out there." In one of the preseason games. Yep. And yep. so he's, it seems like he's feeling it. And when William Nylander's feeling it, we haven't seen William Nylander feel it since the first, so, since the second time this era, I guess, <laughs> that the Leafs were eliminated by Boston. Uh, uh, but he didn't, he didn't, we did not see William Nylander. And it's Mike Babcock that actually said after that game, we did not see that type of William Nylander. Uh, we did not see that at all last season. Not one game did we see what we saw on Monday night. Yeah, and some people go back at that because his numbers were really good. I'm sorry, he did not look, at least visually, that dominant. No. At no. any point last year. No. He was, he's was. he been great. Well, and it took him, he had seven goals all of last season. Mm-hmm. He's already got, what, three, four now? It's It's been a great week for guys who had seven goals last year. Yeah, we'll get to James Neal. <laughs> I just I just love how you guys are all jump, jumping on my bandwagon. It was I, you. I started week one with William Nylander. My pick for week two was also William Nylander. Whoa, we're the one away from the Trey Croner. There it is. So thank you for joining me on the correct side <laughs> of history. He's going to go over and just, he's going to be like, William Nealon. <laughs> every play week. Away from the puck. Will be yeah. William Every Nylander. week from here on out. How many? We got 82 games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand out 82 crowns to William Nylander. Right. Mark it. Okay. No, you know what? 
I'm going to add six extra. I'm going to add an 88 crowns. Wow. No, I hope Mayweather. there's more than six extra. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I am, I'm going to go with another Swede. I'm going to go with Rasmus Sandin. All right. And I, the reason I'm going to go with Rasmus Sandin is he was playing tight minutes. Mm-hmm. He played 15 of them, by the way, over 15 minutes for the first time in his career. And, and people were worried about, like, like it was, it was so, it's so interesting to watch in the first week. It's like the, the NFL, first week, people are like, oh, the Patriots lost, they're screwed, it's over. And, of course, the Patriots always come roaring back. Week one of the NFL is called Overreaction Sunday. Yes. Yeah, and that's think, what you do. <laughs> I think the first 10 games in the NHL have got to be that. They are very important. There's no question. Yeah, how, well, because you start like the Sharks have, and I know we'll get to them. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, all of a sudden, you're down 0-4. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you look at the way uh, the Leafs have started, you kinda, you're you encouraged by some of it. You're scared by some other stuff. We'll get into that. Yeah. But I think Rasmus Sandin was one of those people that were like, okay, so the Leafs are going to wait for Travis Dermott to come back, and they're going to play the stuff out of their top <laughs> four, right? Yep. You know, CC Riley, Muzz, and Barry, and th- those last two guys, be it Sandin and Hall or Sandin, uh, Sandin and uh, Marinchin, uh, those guys aren't going to see a lot of ice time. But you said Sandin twice, right? Like they're right. they're not alternating him in and out of the lineup. No, they're he's not. A leaf. He is a leaf, and 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 that's the funny thing is that so so beyond that, now he's seen 15 minutes, and I think people have to realize that that can't be Mike Babcock's thing going forward. He's doing that now because he's letting a 19 year old kid. Get yeah. used to playing against gigantic people who move faster than he's ever seen his entire life. Yeah. It's the smart thing to do he's as a head coach. playing against adults. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's playing. He's barely won himself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he's he's working him into this thing. Just relax. I think Mike Babcock has every intention to be as Mike Babcock about this as possible, which means Wait. that third pairing is going to get equal ice time uh, to everybody else. Wonderful. Uh, Justin Fisher pointed something out. I love Rasmus Sandin. He is a, a beautiful child. Is it is it Justin Fisher? Was he patting himself on the back for his great tweets? No. He <laughs> is wasn't. he running for prime minister? He was correctly, he should, he was correctly pointing out that at least once or twice a game with absolutely nobody around him, Rasmus Sandin just falls down. Right. Have you noticed yeah. that? Is yeah. that a thing? He just falls down. <laughs> Like he'll scroll up a backwards crossover oh, or no. something, he just, <laughs> he just falls down. That's not good. I don't I don't know what that's about. I mean, he's elite at, like, everything. Yeah. So it's obviously not but that it, he sucks. It's, it's funny with him because he isn't. He doesn't have this big, sweeping stride. He's not... He doesn't have a booming shot, but there's... It's it's all in his... Like, it's the way he plays in his head. He's got great edges. Yeah. No question. See, that's what I noticed about William Nylander the other night on, on the goal he scored. You know, like, remember... Man, such a transformative episode, I thought, for this podcast was the first time we had uh, Gus Katsaros on. Because mm. he really helped sort of change the way I look at hockey. Like, I was always like, man, Nikolai Kuhlman looks like he tries so hard out there. You ever see him skate? And he's like, well, yeah, he skates like he's, he skates like he's rowing a kayak. Actually, you're kind of like a kayak. Like, you know it's, something it's a, about that. It's a, I sure do. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> I hate you guys. No. It's a lot of what effort. Last time you did that, it's, you know, it's been some time. Now that you Why did it. you bring up the kayak? I, I didn't bring up the kayak. I brought up the Nikolai Gulovin skates. Like, uh, what is that? Back. A Freudian slip? Are you, yes. I've, because I've been feeling guilty. It's guilt, man. It's yeah, guilt. I brought it up Absentee because I'm guilty, dad. like Drake's dad. Listen, I don't know why. And my, now he's the opposite of that. No, yeah, I don't know why my kayak would say that. My kayak only says those th- says those things to sell battles. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Nikolai Kuhlman's, uh stride, like, it wasn't good. 
right? Like he he tried really hard, bless him, mm-hmm. and everything, but it was imperfect, mm-hmm. right? William Nylander accelerates without looking like he's even doing anything different. Mm-hmm. He's just got these shit kicking, powerful legs. And he just, he doesn't even really need to change stride. He's just no. a beautiful, I, silky skater. And I think it makes him look lazy, kind of. I know. It people. does. Laissez-faire. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he's a very relaxed guy. So it, it does come across like he's not trying. Morgan Riley's got a stride like that, too. When Morgan Riley got his imperfect first. Imperfect or, or? Not imperfect. I think he's got a stride that is, it's sneaky because. It's chugga-chugga-choo-choo train. When he got. Yeah. He's when scary. he got into, um, where did he? Who did he have the breakaway against? Was it the first game? He's had a couple. Uh, yeah, was it the first game? The first breakaway of the year, whatever it was. Yeah. He he split the D, coming through the the neutral zone, and for somebody to split defense in the NHL, who mm-hmm. can by the way skate as as well backwards as they can forwards, he got them both to turn and still beat them both once they turned. It's. He's got one of those strides. He didn't seem to break any stride. It didn't seem like he was coming on that strong. But for whatever reason, those those three strides through the neutral zone, and that's all it takes him, mm-hmm. they were so, so much stronger than what the other guys could do. And I, I wish I could remember what effing game it was, but I have a terrible mm-hmm. memory. Um, he he blew by them, and it was like, I'm like, you you go back and you watch the GIF replay. Like, Flinter had it up, and and it's like he hasn't, he hasn't sped anything up. He hasn't done anything. He's, it's just, like, he's just like, moving yeah. ahead. It's like it's it's almost like a, a giraffe just taking a big long strap. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just moving forward faster than other other people can. It a was giraffe. great. But yeah. is everything Morgan Riley's done negated because he tried to do a stretch pass that got knocked down and led to a goal? Oh, which one was that again? That was the one when he was behind the net. It was the uh, the two two goal. That at the end of the Braden Shen's at, goal. At the at the very end. That of the was oh, bad. Man. Yo, this man. Is, this you, is what I'm talking about with naming him captain. The, your your number one defenseman wears the horns too much. Yeah. Too It's tough. Meanwhile, Alex Petrangelo scored the game winning goal. But it's 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 a really tough gig, and it's not meant for the vast majority of players. Right now, we want you to send us your crowns. For we've got two games now. We've got Thursday night against Tampa. And then I believe the next one, and I can't remember what Saturday night's game is against, but it's a it's probably a good team. It's probably some stupid back to back or whatever, you know. Um, is it Montreal again? Is it Montreal or Boston? I, I will tell you well, look, in a second. Man, the first two weeks or so of the it's of the crazy. It's season. Detroit. I'm, I'm delirious. It's Detroit. D- Detroit. Not even yeah. close. Cool. So we got two games. <laughs> we got Tampa. We got Detroit. Here's what we need you to do: use the hashtag Our Town Our Crown. Tweet us. You can tag us in it or don't. We'll just look up the hashtag, and uh, and and we're gonna take some votes and figure out who uh, who we've got kind of sorted out. Um, and I just want to throw this out there: in the future, we're going to start to turn this into something where you could maybe win something, Whoa. some stuff and some things. Just throwing that out there. So who the, who wore the crown this week? Brought to you as always by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Next time the puck drops, why not live generously and treat your Leafs crew friends to a Crown Royal old-fashioned? Look that one up. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. I just I always love how you're like, why not? Why not? Because it's our town, it's our crown, and it's not about what you have, but it's about what you give. Wow. Wow. It's very true, Adam. I'm just saying. Uh, can I shout out uh, everyone who watches my videos? 
Sure, real quick, man. Dude, <laughs> well, because this is a weird shout out. No, I, I gotta do it. Uh, because uh, at the end of my most recent LFR, and I was because the night of videos are always different mm. because I'm like, okay, the halfway through the video, I'm like, my wife's probably asleep by now, I should probably stop screaming. And uh, I don't know, I just think about it differently than when the whole day is ahead of me. Yeah, but uh, I was answering the questions, and someone said, How's your fundraising going? And I was just honest and said, like, not great. Like, I had a really good first push. Mm -hmm. And then it just sort of died. And, you know, I'll get like a, you know, little donation here, a little donation there. And it's good. Every little bit counts. But uh, it helps when there's lots of bits. Right. Um, And so I just threw that up. I woke up the next morning. So I get an email every single time someone donates. Like, the the inbox was just crammed full. And I went from about 7700 bucks to... Uh, I'm at uh, about 11,000 now. Great. Great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so my so goal. Thank you very much, everybody. I set mine up for this year. What's your goal, Jesse? My goal is $2,000, and I'm currently at, I think, 1100 okay. last time I checked. So, yeah. So, just 900 to go. If you could divert some of your donations to Steve. That's perfectly fine. To my $900. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I've set my goal higher this year, too. 5000 is what I'm going for. God damn. So you're signed up now. I am signed up officially. Steve guilted me into it on the phone yesterday. Sure he said, hey, man, can you please effing sign up for this? And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, and you I was really going to do the one day minutes, thing. So. See what we could do in one day. But no. the one day drive, but Steve's not into it. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think it'd be pretty successful. I thought it would be cool. But yeah, especially if there was like a little buildup. So yeah. Everybody kind of held off their donations yeah. that they were going to send. Yeah, we could have done like a live stream. Like it could have been like a yeah. telephone sort of thing. Could have got people on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got performances from people. Like it could have been a thing. Well, you you too. know, that's a great option. You t- yeah, who, who knows Bono? Why not contact Bono and find out? <laughs> why not? Listen. Maybe, listen, maybe the Born Ruffians would have done it. Oh, and then they're we'll all boys. Put, they know that. We'll put all of their albums onto every new iPhone. Like you two. <laughs> we'll download the Born <laughs> Ruffian. <laughs> they'll, they'll be on every new iPhone with Adam's face on it, too. It'll be a lock screen. It's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. so <laughs> funny. It's so funny that that happened because now you could never do that because, no. because everybody's on streaming now. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's buying music anymore, unless you're buying, like, records and stuff. I, I want to meet the guy who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> Listen, if that album had been... Re- imagine that's a Kendrick Lamar album, like yeah. his last album. Or Good Kid, Mad City. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but that album, in the words of the Foo Fighters, sounded like a fart. And <laughs> and it did. It was not... Like, it, if it had been Vertigo U2, we'd have been like, yeah, it's a well, pretty good album. Fine, yeah. 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 Listen to a, it anyway. But that album was like... oh. I, get on your boots, I think. Was I, that though? Get on your anyway. It was bad. I have it was no not idea, great. YouTube. Man, I don't know. <laughs> not great. YouTube, and I'm a YouTube fan, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not. I if don't that wanna... was Shania Twain, I would have kept it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Jesse. <laughs> Whose bed have your boots been under? What? Whose bed have your boots been under? It's a good question. Oh my God. When was the last time you were out anywhere and you were like, ah, yeah, YouTube. <laughs> That's like a good question. A restaurant, the dentist, anywhere. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think you when you okay. it is a beautiful day. Man, no, you two is great, but you no. have to. They are. They no. are. They have put on one of the best live shows on earth. They oh. do. That's very true. But great. But, I'll take your word for it. But. I think they're an acquired taste for a certain generation, uh, and Me? I think that their time was the 80s and 90s, and probably not now. I mean, everybody's uh, got their run, right? Can I tell a story? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Is Bono on the other side of that door? I wish, okay. so he could hear this story. We have a, uh, a radio jock here at the oh. station named Tyler Barr. I think I know where you're he going does, uh, He does weekends at Virgin Radio. Yes. So he's the biggest U2 fan on Earth. He, Why? It, he, love, he loves Bono. He's an old Bono. soul, man. Yeah, he's an old soul. He loves the music, everything. So he's been to concerts in Vancouver. He's been to every show in Toronto. And then uh, they came to Montreal as well on the same tour. He goes to the show in Montreal. He takes a bus there, like that. It's like on uh, the Saturday. He takes a bus he took on a the bus Friday from here to Montreal to see you two. Yeah. So he stands in line all day, and he. This is unfortunate, but he has epilepsy. Yeah. So he like can't do a lot of physical activity, that sort of thing. But he's standing in line all day. He finally uh, he gets to like the front of the pit or whatever in the arena. I guess is the Bell Center. Yeah. He uh, he unfortunately he faints. Oh because my god. Of that, well, oh because my god. He didn't I didn't eat, know this. He didn't eat all day. Had like low blood sugar. What's he doing? He's been standing on his feet. No water. Nothing. He faints when he gets inside. Wakes up. Misses the entire concert. No. <laughs> no. Did he get a refund? No. I <laughs> so Tyler was our was our intern with Blake and Wild years ago, and yeah. he's gone around the country and been like a morning host in Victoria and stuff like that. And now he's come back. He's awesome. Yeah. He's absolutely awesome. He's a on the great air. person. And yeah, he's hilarious. And the thing no, is, no, he's dumb. He'll buy. <laughs> we just discovered he's dumb. He does something weird. He buys tickets to shows, but only one. He goes by himself. Oh, he goes no. because he likes to enjoy the concert. He says if he has someone there, they're like talking, they're dancing next to him. He's like, no, I want this experience and to enjoy the music in front of me. Yeah. So he goes to every concert by himself. But that, so he's the guy where I'm like, I don't know, I I people watch, and there's always one person where I'm like, is that guy alone? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's that guy. I've he's never been to a guy. concert alone. I've done movies alone. I've done dinners alone. I've never done a concert mm. alone. Uh, I like dinners alone for sure. Cause I'm a loser. No, I like I like meals alone. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Meals alone are good. Yeah, and I'm never actually alone because I'm on my phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and man. people tell me that not I'm whole, don't deserve to be knocking out in Canada. Not a whole lot different than uh, than being with you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry to die. No, are people upset about that that commercial running for a second year in a row? Uh, are they? Ah. Wow, I guess they don't know how commercials work. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. Sportsnet's really going down the drain because... Well, how, does, how do they think this is... It's just so you had a commercial show. that aired Saturday Night Hockey Night in Canada. Which was yes. the same one as last year where Marks of Art's teaching you how to play hockey. Yes. Who's yes. it for? Audi or Volkswagen? Volkswagen. Yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah. So it's a commercial. It brings the station money. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And people didn't like the fact that you were in a commercial? Yeah. No wonder Sportsnet's going down the drain that they put on a piece of content that makes them money. All right. <laughs> you freaking idiots. It, it, does seem, <laughs> it, doesn't make it does seem to me that uh, hockey Twitter is is in desperate need of more hockey. Because it's it got, a little, it got a little grumpy towards the end of the summer. And mm. I'm still feeling the grumpiness. And I Always feel like it needs that. to... Uh, I think we need to get more into the hockey season so we can all sort of even out. It's almost like we're getting yeah. our fix again. You know what I'm saying? I think the the Dowdy stuff, the Dowdy Kachuk stuff from uh, what was that last night? Last night. It yeah. kind of it distracted hockey Twitter. They finally got something, and they're like, "Oh, we got something to talk about." But before that, like Mon- ball of yarn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Monday and like Sunday. Sometimes it, yeah, it takes a bit. Takes right. a bit. We're we're yeah. we're work- It's almost like a hangover. It's like we're wor- we're working off the summer, getting back into shape here. R- remind me, remind me. Yeah, it's the first two weeks back at the gym. Yeah, can't relate. Uh, we need um, we need no tweet August. You got to remind me. 
No hockey tweet Twitter's August. Gonna have no tweet August. Now I can't. Nothing do- good happens on hockey Twitter. See, in I August. can't do that. I don't know if I'm technically a part of hockey Twitter. Um, you are, but like you get a pass because you, you I know, have a job I that I requires. You do other stuff. You're talented. Don't you do videos and a show in August? <laughs> Listen. What are you not going to tweet don't about? Don't you do that? a morning show on the Fan 590? Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> No, but I mean, yeah. like, if he's going to release videos and he's going to release this show, because we still do shows in August. Yeah. Oh, I'll tweet those. I'll tweet oh, those. But other than that, no tweet oh, August. Oh, don't tweet your thoughts so, or opinions. No, no, no. So we'll other it, than the bunch of tweets you're going to send. <laughs> like, what? We'll call it, other than that, no tweet August. <laughs> no. It's, Rem- yeah. Someone remember this next year. Oh, yeah. It's, like, links to videos and, like, missing people. Other than... <laughs> Why do you retweet missing people all the time? Because it helps. Yeah. You think? It, it, no, I know hurt. for a fact. Oh, it does? I know for a fact they've Did gotten someone... calls. Really? Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, that's it good. also doesn't hurt. Uh, you know? <laughs> I see. Well, I'm always wondering, I'm, I whenever I see, audience, the yeah. only person I see the missing people's thing come up on is Steve. I'm like, where is he getting Which all these missing people alerts? Because I follow the Toronto Police. <laughs> On, uh, uh, on uh, Instagram. They not actually, on Instagram, on Twitter, I don't know why. They DM him. He is the Toronto de facto no. guy for missing people. Ah. They say, "Hey, we got this missing person." Steve Send is the new milk carton. I see. <laughs> and someone, someone. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Milk I'm not... Carton By Steve. the way, save your tweets. We're not making fun of missing people. No. Relax. Oh my god. Yeah. No. He's. He's. Look at these losers who gone missing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like. He's like milk cartons because he makes me sick. Gives me indigestion. He's curdled. That dang curly. He's gross. Um. No. Someone was like. Hey, like, do you know what happens to most of these people? Because it's actually, like, a little bit depressing. Yeah, it's 100% mm-hmm. depressing. No, and the vast majority of them get found. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Great. Good. Yeah. Okay. Like, and it's... within 48 hours now, of the oh. tweet. Now, speaking of rescues, and this is a hard turn, I think someone, <laughs> a needs, little to, bit. someone needs to rescue Eric Francis. This was tough. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't heard this. This is great. So let, let's it's let's tough. rewind a little bit. When okay. you first heard, and when we first heard about the Lucic Neal swap, which I don't if for for two teams that are such rivals, it's shocking the amount of players that go up and down that highway it is, to each other. It is. It is so tough to win that trade. Incredibly tough to win that trade. Like okay, Leafs make a dumb deal with like. Columbus. You not know, a big some, deal. Still the same conference and everything, but like, it's not every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is one of the most vicious rivalries in the NHL when it comes to the fans. Yeah. Uh, and you go and you trade two players of, no, I was going to say that caliber, but their names are huge. Their names are huge. Their contracts are huge. Their skill hasn't been. And and they also traded, technically traded off goalies. They didn't trade directly, but Cam Talbot and Mike Smith switched right. teams. Yeah, Highway that... 2, man. It's it's warm. Warm with hockey players going back and I forth. I get it. But here's... So, so you have James Neal. Noted mm-hmm. 25 goals man. The real deal? Always been a 25-goal guy. Calgary last year, it doesn't work out. James Neal does great with uh, teams that look like expansion teams on paper. <laughs> yeah, right. He does great with. You them. know what? He. It seems like there there are players that, like like he's almost like an Andrew Burnett. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I, I, I feel that that's a bit of a deep reference, but yeah. Andrew Burnett was drafted by eighty expansion clubs. Like every <laughs> expansion team there ever was, Andrew Burnett was on. We but, have Andrew Burnett. So let's look at let's look at Milan Lucic. Like James Neal reg- regularly scores twenty five goals. That's a that's a you last expect year, that. Last year was odd. Last year was a it was, was an off strange. year. 
Milan Lucic hasn't scored 20 goals since his first season in Edmonton in 16-17. So they further and further into the past? Because they went 82 games, 23 goals, 82 games, 10 goals, 79 games, 6 goals. So now he's so now they swap them. Now you got to think if if you're Calgary that the guy that is more likely to continue scoring has got to be James Neal. They had evidently huge issues with him. He came into camp out of shape. There was apparently attitude issues. Bill Peters and James Neal didn't apparently get along. I think it was Bill Peters liking Elias Lindholm more than uh, James Neal. Than James Neal. And so he gets bumped down, and then he gets bumped down, bumped down. And then so like, they, Some nights I don't even think he was in the lineup. So they toilet his value. They basically flush him. In and the then, first year of a five-year deal. Yeah, and then trade him for a guy whose value has been plummeting for three straight seasons. You know, and that's that's the thing. Like, you'd think with a James Neal, you go, how do we find a way to make this work? And maybe you do need a change of scenery, mm-hmm. but Milan Lucci's is the only trade you can do. And this is where it gets right. funny. Because from the outset, everybody, everybody on Twitter, if you're watching this show, everybody here on this show could have told you that... Edmonton for sure won that deal. Yeah. There's no way Edmonton yeah. loses that deal. My criticism of like Edmonton's wingers uh, having Neil that high up, it had nothing to do with like, dude, that they won that trade. It was the right bet to make, and James Neal could easily return to being James Neal. Sure, and I still don't think it's enough on the wing. Even if he's older, but James Neal, he's still James trade. Neal. Yeah, you kill the trade. Yeah, he could score like 15 goals. Right, and he they scored still win the trade. He went. He had 40, 21, 27, 23, 31, 23, 25, 7. Yeah, like really, really consistent with one glaring, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. The problem is when it's the most recent season, you go, okay, so is he just in the toilet now? Right. Does he just stink? Like, right. remember I, I uh, showed you Spetz's thing? He was, you know, 80, 70, 90 points. Then he was 50, 60, 50, 60, 50, 50, 50, 20. Yes. Like it, the drop off is hard. Now he's not as old as Jason Spezza, but you, you wonder. You go, okay, is this the new reality for James Neal? So James Neal scores four goals last night. <laughs> James Neal had seven goals all of last season. In three games this year, he's got six. He leads the league in goal scoring, and up until Calgary's first goal last night, he had as many goals as the Calgary Flames. So if you are, um. Let's say Calgary is a uh, a one a one government state. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, let's say Calgary. Is, 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 let's say let's say Calgary. Out. Let's say Calgary is the Soviet Union. Oh, <laughs> and they've got course. and they've got what fur treaty is the one? They've Calgary got Flames. they've got one news network. Okay. Does the one news network sound any different? Than how Eric Francis sounds on this clip. Don't trash put, put it on. Stuff. No, I don't listen. Are you saying Eric Francis sounds like the Soviet Union? I'm saying Eric Francis sounds like he's he's uh, got a gun to his head. Listen to his <laughs> explanation. <laughs> listen to this explanation of of how the trade has gone for them fo- so far. And granted, it's early, but are you serious? And before you play the clip, uh, just quick context. So James Neal gets his four goals in the Calgary game. Milan Lucic scores none goals, but he had a fight while the Flames were losing 3 nothing, and the Flames tied it. So here we go. The trade, but Milan Lucic kind of changed the tide of this one. Well, that's it. If you're a Flames fan and you're at home, you've probably received several texts already tonight from Oilers fans saying, Ha-ha, we win the fight, we won the trade, four goals for James Neal. James Neal was never going to do that here in Calgary. Disengaged, too slow, not playing top six minutes. Let's talk about Lucic. 
Lucic now leading in his own category, which is penalty minutes in the National Hockey League. And this is an element that Calgary players dearly were looking for. Look at that hit, he absorbs that, and it does exactly what everyone in the building knew what was happening next. It turned this game around. There are several things that turn around, but this is a big, big part of it. Again, Lucic and Kachuk, Kachuk working. Now, I want you to remember something. Calgary won the division last year with James <laughs> Neal being terrible. This is a good hockey team. That's a crazy okay. clip. That's a crazy clip. Now, am I wrong? If you're state news, does it sound any different? And, and, is... and so so then I look at this and I go, look, okay, L.A. finished dead last last year. Yeah. Calgary finished first. Well, and at the time Calgary, of that fight, the Kings were out shooting the Flames like 25 to 6. Like, they were killing them. Right. But Calgary is that good. And Los Angeles is that bad. And to... <laughs> listen... I understand sometimes fights change games. I do get that. Yeah. I understand that. This might be a rare example of it. Maybe. Maybe. But also, can we not... Why are we taking away from the people that actually scored the goals? This is... You're, you're taking square peg round hole here, to me. To me, this is... Um, well, listen, we got to find a way to not have this Lucic deal look really bad to Flames fans, even though it looks really bad. So, you know, we're not going to talk about... Matthew Chuck's get, getting two goals and playing. Hold on, sorry. There's a there's a video playing. Uh, we're not going to talk about Noah Hannafin's first goal. We're going to talk about this one thing that we're going to somehow spin this trade into a good thing. And here's the problem. You think I'm crazy? J Eric Francis wrote an article today. And who was in that? Big Save Dave. Mm. Yeah. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Here's he, the article the today. The shots were 15-1 at one point. Here's the lead-in to the article today. Okay. One leads the NHL in goals with six, the other in penalty minutes with 26 and fights with two. Yes, it's early, but both Milan Lucic and James Neal have fit the way their two new teams had hoped. Oh. Tell me well, that, that... then the Flames were wrong. If the Flames want a fighter, you can pick up a fighter for $700,000, guys. Yeah, but this was how they got rid of James There was obviously something rotten. Yeah. Sure, there was but this wrong. is. But the, my point in this is that if that is the role they got Lucic for, they've got him for this year and two more after this to fight. No, three, three more after this. Oh, it's a seven-year deal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's till twenty twenty-three. Milan Lucic just signed, and he has a uh, some sort of no movement clause. So you, I'm sorry, but you can't he, tell me. And like Eric knows. Eric must know. I'm trying to trying to find the tweet. It was it was sent to me last night. Like you're trying to spin this into a good thing, for a, a, like Flames fans aren't stupid. They know it sucks yeah. that James Neal didn't work out because it would have been great to have another scoring win winger on that team full of talented superstars. And then they got Milan Lucic, who is if M Milan Lucic could skate faster, would still be a massive force in this league. I just don't think he's got it. Anymore. It's weird to see. A reporter praise a guy for taking himself off of the ice and penalizing his team. And penalty minutes are a bad thing. No, uh, even yeah. even fighting minutes that means you're down. You're a not man. playing. The other team is down a man, but you're also down. It's a old man. thinking. Like it, it doesn't. You ever see the the <laughs> Don Cherry documentary? I think it was in the first part when he was a player. I know. Like the the one guy would would I can't remember who it was. He would get into fights on purpose because he fell behind. Um, in uh, the like for the league lead in penalty minutes, like he wanted to have the most penalty minutes, and it's something I remember on broadcast. Like, oh, he's pushing three hundred. That's not. Year. That's not a good thing. No, it's just not. And also, the <laughs> that doesn't it, make sense. It, it changes the momentum. It gets the team motivated. I've always looked at it as like such a criticism 
of the rest of the team. You make $10 million, $8 million. Man, you make $700,000 a year. Oh, they take half of that for escrow. Man, $350,000 a year, I expect you to give a shit. I expect you to try at the very least. And you need this guy to play punchy fisty? Yeah, yeah. To yeah, remind that you that you're in the middle of a hockey game <laughs> at home? <laughs> at home! What is it called? Do you, what, are you all the, what are all the people screaming about there? Punchy fisty? Friggin' wake up! Use the friggin' gazebo uh, smelling salts there. Placebo. I saw it. Use the smelling salts and wake up. You need Milan Lucic to get into a fight. And by the way, he didn't get into the fight to rile the team up. He got into a fight because he almost got demolished by Lane McDermott. Yes. And again, who the hell's Lane McDermott? So yeah, you so you fought this you fought I don't even know I got his first name right. You fought not notable guy <laughs> on a team that's bad. Yeah, I, I, I like just, come on. It makes no sense. Um, and props to them for coming back in a game where they were a hundred percent. No, crash. but that's the problem is that if you, how can you give that? That was that was all Chuck's game. Yeah. Sorry, man. And he was. I love. I love when he and Dowdy match up because they hate each other so much, so much, and, and so openly. And it's such a fun rivalry. And Dowdy gets the gets the edge in this one. But you could tell, Chuck's, he brings it against the Kings. Oh, yeah. Brings it. And he had oh, a couple yeah. really good goals last night. Now, Wyshynski t- tweeted this, and I love this. He's like, I don't know why everyone is so hyped for James Neal when Milan Lucic has, like, five super mean intimidations in seven periods. <laughs> it's just... The best thing Milan Lucic has done so far this season is punch Nikita Zadorov in the face. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was... Uh, a, well, it, was it was aggressive. Oh, it was dirty and, like, shouldn't have done it. And, like, it's wild that a lot of things in hockey aren't just considered straight-up assault. But if anyone deserved it... It's Nikita Zadora. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a few guys in the league and you can maybe use a pop. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, anyway, it's it's just... <sighs> he's that guy. Like, Zadora forgot he's that guy. But we had this chat, too, about that message... And that's it came from Eric when the when the flames were going through like we were with Sportsnet and we had the conversation about Calgary and their arena situation. And he was like, they might actually leave. They might actually like it, it's it's weird. The, the He was on the radio with us? Eric no, Eric wasn't on the radio with oh. us, but he put on he he had articles about this. Oh, right. And right, I was like, right. no, they're not gonna effing leave. You can't get out of here. They're no, gonna leave. The, I don't believe that. The NHL's gonna let a profitable team leave a market? Yeah, right. There's only like ten of them. No. Come on. I think it's gonna be a long time before a team leaves Canada again. Yeah. Even if a team relocates Ottawa. Um I don't I, think they're gonna relocate. No, me neither. No. I, I think they're done with that little f- phase. Yeah. Um, a strong Canada is a strong NHL. Yeah, uh, we would like a stronger United States in just certain pockets, but it's looking pretty good down there. It's it is. It's looking good. They're adding teams. I will say this: um, if you sign a guy to a five-year contract and it doesn't work right away, and I mean right away, James Neal was a mistake immediately. Yeah, it was weird. It was like yeah. the first week. It was like, oh, this isn't going to work. It's your fault. Yeah. Like, oh, he came but to camp and this gotta, and that. It, no, if you invest that much money and that much term in a player and it doesn't work out immediately, it's your fault. I got a question. Is Bill Peters a good coach? I think so. We don't know. Is the I think is, the, is that the answer? answer? Yeah. And it's not because I I'll, I'll admit like I haven't seen enough Flames games to make my own opinion up, but. I knew enough in, when he was in Carolina to know that those teams, if they'd had their goaltending situation sorted out, which it looks like they do now, were good enough to make the playoffs. The talent was there. Mm-hmm. It was there three years ago. 
Um, maybe just barely, but it was there. Then I hear things like when Bill Peters was in Carolina, he had a guy like Jeff Skinner who mm-hmm. just scores goals. That's all Jeff Skinner does. And he goes to Buffalo and scores 40. Right. And he stapled him to Derek Ryan. Yeah. And then in the first, was it the first Calgary Flames game of the season? I'm, I'm trying to remember. For, correct me, Flames fans. They have, they're down a goal. They have to go 6-5 on a, on a team. they got to pull the goalie. And Bill Peters looks down the bench, and there are two names down the bench. Johnny Gaudreau and Milan Lucic. Mm-hmm. Who's he send out? Oh, no. Did he? Yeah. This was last night? No, this was last night. This was oh. a, another night. Like last week, I, we started the season. Well, it was like the argument, like, Willie should have been out there in the last minute for the league. I understand if you want a certain type of player. The certain type of player you should want should not have six goals in a season. That's outrageous. Johnny Gaudreau would have been, is just fine for any of those situations. Yeah. If you have Johnny Gaudreau on your team, every six on five, you want him. How, do, how, do, how, don't, how don't you start with him? You go, okay, Gaudreau and... <laughs> Monahan and, and yeah, Gaudreau, Monahan, Geo, and, and Everett will build around that, right? Yes. And just for reference, Bill Peters with Carolina missed the playoffs every single year he was with them, which Those is four straight years. And then last year, first time he makes the playoffs, goes out in the five four. games. Yeah, and this is the shocking part for me: is Calgary wanted him so bad, which is odd. Why? Yeah. And uh, Berkey was there, right? Uh, when Bill Peters got hired? I think no, so. no, he got hired this past so. season. That was his first season. It was with, his first season. Flames, yeah. Berkey it seemed like they wanted each other. Like, Bill Peters wanted Calgary. Calgary wanted him for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and don't tell me there's not tampering going on in, with management in the oh NHL. Of course. Happens all the time. So, with Tampa's start and the way that they've played, because I've, I've been beating the drum for a long time, you don't lose the way that Tampa lost and stay the same. Well, watch them, I don't know, who knows, yeah. thrash the Leafs 7-1. Uh, tomorrow, who knows? But I mean, they're one, so, one, and one. Yeah, but like the way that they've played, man, the way that they've played, and like they're already audibly frustrated in their quotes. It's interesting. I wonder if there's a little of that in Calgary, dude. It was five games against the Avalanche had ninety points. Yeah. The Avalanche had ninety. Or sorry, the the Canadians had ninety six. Is they it fair to say it. though the Avalanche were better than their record suggested? Took yes, them a while to they, get going. They were really good down the stretch, but Calgary should have. I, I, I would argue that if Calgary has a competent goaltender, they win the series. They Mike Smith was great. He was good. Come on, he was good. He was more. If heading into that series, I mean, that's Flames the best. Fans were told that's the best you could have expected of Mike Smith. A hundred percent. I you got to win that series, mm-hmm. and if you lose it, it ain't in five. Right. Yeah, that was a tough um, one, man. One other Bill Peters tidbit. Alberta born. Uh, okay. So I assume this is the job he's been looking forward sure. to for his entire life. Yeah. That's so I get, when I get it that. became available last year, resigns in Carolina, four days later, signs with Calgary. Don't look now, by the way. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are 3-0. Mm-hmm. And they are behind the 3-0 and Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> who are also the top of the Pacific Division. <laughs> is it weird that I'm less surprised by the Ducks? Like I'm more surprised by the Ducks. No, the Ducks don't have Connor McDavid, man. No, well, yes, that's true. He's such a cheat code, eh? Yeah. I'm I will It's it's amazing all the crap I'm getting from Oilers fans. Meanwhile, I keep banging the drum. They're two players away from being just completely fine. Because it's Connor McDavid. They He's need a, a goalie and another winger probably. 
Probably. I think their defense is fine. De- that defensive core is going to grow together. They're going to be good. Yeah, and like Clefbaum got hurt last night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, he's back in the game. He's yeah. back in the Don't game. Don't worry, they won't force him back five months early from an injury Whoa, and make him God. play for it for three years. Jesse, it's a good point. It's actually, that reminds me of something. So we were talking about... Um, just on the subject of Alberta, remember remember, I was mentioning last episode how Don Cherry was going hard on, man, Mike Smith, how could Calgary give him up? One of the best puck handlers in the NHL, and of course he gives up two goals to the Kings while passing the, it directly the, to them. The Shane Doan of goalies. Yes. Where I'm like, I don't understand The obsession. Cam Ward of goalies. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> he's the second coming of Cam Ward. And he's uh, older. Uh, yeah. Right? So Is he older than Cam Ward? No. So, so uh, an, uh, a very an eagle-eyed SDP listener wanted to point out something to me. Mm-hmm. They said, "Why do you think Don Cherry loves Mike Smith so much?" And I said, "I have no idea." That's what I was talking about in the episode. No idea. And they said, "Born in Kingston, Ontario." Oh, and I was like, okay. "It's one of his boys." Mm-hmm. I got Just you. like the other guy from the clip, who was the uh, Spezza, another yeah, one of his boys, yeah. drafted him. Mississauga Ice Dog. That's right. Spezza, That's yeah. right. Anyway, yeah. and then he gives away the puck. So, can we on the subject of Tampa? <laughs> Tampa? On the subject of Tampa. Is it concerning when your captain calls you out 3 games into the season or 2 games into the season, whatever it was? Yeah, we're talking th- about fans overreacting and players know it's a long season. No, no. That's <laughs> that's a panic move. That's a panic move. Or is it nipping it in the bud like a good leader? We'll find out if they if they win, it's nipping it in the bud, right? Yeah, I I the, hate so uh, much that they have the chance to redeem themselves in Toronto. Like, ugh, the shots me. thing <laughs> versus Carolina was crazy. If you can't, Carolina so, is monstrous. Yeah, yeah, but monstrous. that for the team that's supposed to be the best team in the league, the most high flying offense we've ever seen right. in the NHL. It's ridiculous that you can go an entire period and not somebody just get in over the blue line and throw a shot on goal. I can't remember who tweeted it, but uh, that's. Since they started tracking it or like in the salary cap year or something like that, there's only been 23 shotless periods. Because it's hard. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. the risk. <laughs> like it's easy to get a shot through. Yeah. Like wire it from your own blue line. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just to, you know how like you can break the shutout? <laughs> like just break the shot shutout. Right, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> blast it in. Somebody on the bench has got to know. You can look up on the scoreboard and see a zero. Yeah, we haven't gotten a shot in yeah. God knows how just long. Just head over center ice and throw a shot on goal. So if this continues, that Nikita Kucherov getting thrown out moment, how big does that in the become? Playoffs? Yeah. He got suspended. Was it suspended in the playoffs? He did. Yeah. Uh, he missed a game. He missed the, He missed the last game. Because he was suspended. Was I think. it the last game? Something like that. He anyway, missed, he missed time. It was not the time for Nikita uh, Kucherov to get suspended. Does that moment become a big moment? Does that moment become like a oh we should have known then that something was up? Because that that was weird at the time, but it's the playoffs and it's the first round. And it's a demolition derby, so you have no idea what's happening. There's so many. There's so many games. It's on. They're on different nights. Whatever you're trying to keep up with everything. If that happens in the second or third round. Oh boy, that's a big story. But because it's the first round and there's so many so many storylines happening, it's pretty hard to really understand what's going on. Well, and and it wasn't one of those situations where we could where we go, "Uh-oh, now Tampa's screwed." They were already screwed by that point. So, but I mean, again, you're Tampa. If anyone was going to come back from a 3-nothing deficit, it was going to be them. Um, it's a good point, Adam, because when whenever Kadri goes squirrely, there, there is at least a lead-up. I don't remember a lead-up to what Kucherov did, really, other than he just sort of lost it. 
Yeah, that's true. He just kind of snapped. Yeah, like Kadri, mm-hmm. Kadri, uh, he shouldn't have done it both times, but you see where there it was, came from. Here's the play, and then here's and this then is, these are the strides where Kadri lost it. Here's here's the play. <laughs> here is you can actually see the red mist surrounding him like a super saiyan, and here's him getting suspended for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> they also don't have Braden Point. And they haven't had He's him. Back now. He's gonna play uh, tomorrow night. You, you bet. Jesse All right. Blake. Well, there we go. Uh, for three we'll million dollars or whatever the heck. Because when you lose a guy that big out of your lineup, it affects it. Like the for least sure. don't have Hyman in their lineups affected. You know. Yeah. So for Tampa, we'll see how they are with Point then back in the lineup. Fair enough. Yeah. It is three games into the season, so we shan't. Get crazy. Like, but Tampa's no, one like to watch. Eight, eight games for the Leafs or yeah. something. Well, I mean, if you look <laughs> at what happened to the Jets games. last year, they talked about all season a fractured, rumors about this fractured dressing room that was, and who knows what that really was. Tampa legitimately, if they don't, whatever's going on right now, don't clean it up. That it doesn't mean their dressing room's fractured right now. But if you keep losing, people start to turn on each other. I keep saying, man, you do not look at the person across from you the same way after a loss like that. Sorry. It's it's how they work, man. It's how professional athletes work. Can I do it with this guy? Their team hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. Other than they had Patrick Maroon go in there. Oh, there's that Stanley Cup experience. Like I I, don't, I just don't know if that's how it works. He's going to get so much credit if they win. <laughs> Patrick Maroon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could score two goals all year. That- well, you know, they had the Wiley vet. I feel bad for Patrick Maroon because he gets a ton of credit for being a great team guy, emo- great emotions guy, great playoff guy. Nobody will sign him to any any sort of money that he actually deserves. Like that is one of the league's most underpaid players. You can sell his ring if he wants. <laughs> I guess Get so. Cool Try to sell it in uh, Nashville or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Patrick Marlowe. Hey! He's coming back to Patty. town at the end of the month, I believe, because Patrick Marlowe has signed with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I like Kevin Papetti. Oh, it's going to be weird seeing Leaf legend Patrick Marlowe in a shark <laughs> Now, there were a lot of takes on this when it came out. Were there? Oh, that's so shocking. Right, because, you know, uh, people... The 0-4 Sharks, by the way. 0-4 Sharks, and they need depth. And let's, yeah, so let's tie that in a little bit, too. Sharks are here on the 25th of October, the first game of a back-to-back. Montreal's the next night. Hallelujah. Hooray. Glory, hallelujah. So that's a Friday night game. Now... Before we talked about about San Jose's struggles, let's talk about the Patrick Marlowe era in Toronto. Okay. Because I'm conflicted on how to view it. One hand, I remember being happy the day he signed and going, well, the first two years don't matter. They have the cap room. They made the playoffs that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I remember thinking, like, especially in the in that first season when he covered off some some uh, some third line center too. He looked good because mm-hmm. uh, he obviously could play center, could obviously skate quite well. Um, however, between that and the Nikita Zaitsev contract, the con the the crunch that the Leafs faced this past offseason with their cap was those two players. Mm-hmm. That's it's that's wild. what it was. It's wild how much above the cap they still are. 114 million or something? Yeah. Is what they're spending And they traded away Zaitsev and Marlowe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. CC, Zaitsev, or a wash, whatever. Marlowe. They wiped six and a quarter mil off, mm-hmm. and they're still that far up. Well, and that's the part that, that is interesting to me is that we are 
when we talk about Patrick Marlowe in Toronto, and this is unfortunate, we don't talk about Patrick Marlowe the play on the ice. It's Patrick Marlowe yeah, the play on the, the ice contract. plus the contract. That's it's the contract, the contract, the contract. It's the salary cap here. For sure. If, and if Milan Lucic made like league men, I don't think anyone would mind him. That, no, oh, yeah, he's still tough as shit. Brick yeah. shit house, punch you right in the shit. Even if he made $6 million for this year and that was it, people would be like, ah, well, yeah. you know, whatever. Eh, it's not good, but it's over. Exactly. Now, I I look at the Patrick Marlowe era in Toronto pretty favorably. And it's not because of how he was used, which I think was incorrectly, yep. how much he was paid, which I think was too much over too many years. I think if you paid Patrick Marlowe $7 million over two, like if they had offered him, if they'd walked in and said, Patrick, we're going to way overpay you for the next two seasons, but we need you for the next two seasons. They, sh- they, w- they would have been better off doing that. Would have been way better off doing that. And they had to outbid San Jose and San Jose was offering him what they ended up giving to Joe Thornton as well. I think they offered it to them both. I want to say, well, Thornton's like barely like, making anything now, but I want to say he signed for eight. He signed for eight million that year. Yeah. Um, oh and God. and I feel like those two would have made their contracts accommodate each other. Patrick Marlowe undoubtedly had a positive influence on this franchise, right? There isn't a person or player in this franchise that says it's it's not it's not been a, a good thing. They loved him. That counts for something. Sure. Um, however, how as a fan? Do you view the Patrick Marlowe era? Uh, I was saying today uh, with J.D. Bunkus and Ben Ennis, um, if the Leafs go two or three rounds deep with Patrick Marlowe, I don't think we look back on it the same way. Hmm. But we got this guy to push them over the top, and they have nothing to show for it. Even the first game seven against Boston where he had two goals, he was great on a line of... Him, Placanitz, and Marner. Oof. It worked. It did. It Placanitz, worked. Placanitz came alive. He did. <laughs> and then it allowed, uh, there was a weird line of like, it was like Kadri, Janssen, and might have even been Nylander. I can't even remember. Like it was, it was wild. Uh, but if they had any kind of success, we would have been like, ah, oh, they shot their shot and it was worth it. But when you come away with nothing, you're like, cool. Now... Uh, the Leafs are down a first-round pick mm-hmm. in a year where you don't want to be down a first-round pick uh, because this draft is supposed to be sick. Uh, JD brought up a great point. Well, you know, it's going to be a late-round pick. Rasmus Sandin, 29th overall. Mm-hmm. You can get good and, players And at the there. time, I, Jesse and I were out at the bar um, that night when Sandin was drafted. Oh, yeah. And I remember looking at him like, Rasmus Sandin, I haven't seen him on the projections. I was so worried. I'm like, oh, no, he went with the Sioux guy. Oh, no, he went with the Sioux guy. I wanted That's a lot get... of people said that at the time. I wanted Joe Valino, who's who's looking good for Detroit. Yeah. But... No, and they're, they're artificially exactly keeping they him down, Joe Valino, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's an NHL player. And Joe Valino's a, it's that, that, so far anyway, is a good example of, oh, no, forget position. You should draft the best available player. I'm like, eh. You should think a little bit about position. I'm glad they got the defender. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I can't remember where I was going well, with that. But... I, I'm asking, and I ask you this too, Jesse. Like, how do you look at this era? Because he undoubtedly had a positive influence on the community, on his teammates. You know, the two best players on the team absolutely adore the guy. That's great win. And it, that's great win. win. Now, I wonder, long term, if that has an effect, though. And, and when you look at... Uh, JD tweeted that last night. It's funny you bring him up because he had a really intelligent take on it. But but one of the things he said is, I'm sure Marner and Matthews are fine pros without Marlowe. And I, that, I don't doubt that. But 
does did it hurt Matthews and Marner specifically to have him? And Mal- and at the end of the day, isn't it better that you you make sure that those guys are maximized rather than uh, yeah you miss out on a late round first draft first round draft pick? But what if Matthews and Marner are just five percent better because of it? Was it worth it at that point? Having Patrick Marlowe there was like retweeting somebody who's missing. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't not hurt, you know? Wow. It doesn't not hurt. Does it, it hurt then? It Wait, that means it hurts. No, it, it hurts. doesn't not hurt. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why you're saying things that don't make sense just hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm saying it does something good. Like, it's, it's beneficial. Sure. To have just to have him around, it's not hurting anyone, you know. But weren't there cheaper guys? The there, guy oh, who definitely had lots were. Of but the idea was that you were going to capitalize on these kids being on their ECLs, ELCs, ELCs. Yeah, 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 sorry, yes. sorry. So it was like that little three-year window where you got Marner and you got Matthews on these cheap deals. So you're going to overpay Patrick Marlowe and then figure out that last year, which they yeah. did. Chris well, Johnson well, came on this show and he said Patrick Marlowe's not playing his, in his last season. He and did it, say that, and it didn't yeah. happen. Because like they he paid an exorbitant price. Yeah, but that's what they expected to do coming into it. And I assume the three-year deal was what it took to get him. I, I think they thought he was going to retire. R- me too. And yeah, I, think, I never yeah. thought he'd be around for it because they thought they were going to win in this little gap here. They would have been on here. the hook. They still would have been on that's the hook. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. They thought they were going to win in this little gap here, and they didn't do it. And that's not because of him or not not because of him. It was because of the team. I they ran it, into Boston, and they couldn't do it. I think it's a good example of... A GM making a decision, another GM coming in and be like, "Oh, great! <laughs> now mm-hmm. I got to deal with it." I don't think Kyle Dubas ever signs that deal. No, I he don't pro- think so either. He probably thinks of a different way to go about it, but yeah. it doesn't mean what Lou did was a bad decision. I man, when I saw they had Marlowe and I looked at the team on paper, I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Right. They're going to yeah. murder teams." And right. he did still get 20 goals. It's just 27. Yeah, I his first year. Now I think five of them were empty netters, and people made a big deal of that. It was like, <laughs> who cares? He's still twenty-two. Over Twenty goals, and then he had another gear for the playoffs. That was one of the things missing against Boston uh, this mm-hmm. past year. He no longer had that. Extra he didn't have gear. the gear. And uh, time is time sucks. It does. It's so unfair. But he didn't have it. Uh, the Sharks are zero and four to start the season. Yeah, they have five goals for seventeen against, and they played last night. Uh, yes, against Nashville, and they lost 5-2. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Patrick Marlowe's Iron Man streak? Done. It's done. Why? He signed a contract last night. No, Sharks played last night. He wasn't there. That doesn't count. What? Done. He wasn't there. That's a wrong opinion. No, it's... It's, it's over. It's games. He's missed four <laughs> games. He's missed Steve. four games, including one he was signed for. Jesus. That is an incorrect take. Wrong. He's done. <laughs> That Streak's, is complete. Streak's done. All right, Jesse, can you put that on as a poll Asterisk. or something? Can we put that as a poll or something? How do we do that? Uh, you can throw it up on Twitter. Yeah, throw it up on Twitter. I'm, All right, I'm curious. What is the question? Is, is Patrick Marlowe's Iron Man streak done? Yes, he missed four games this season. Including no, one he was signed no, for. No, he wasn't signed. Including one he was under contract for. That is a joke. Come on. They announced nah. that he was signed. Iron Man and Street then goes. The game to, it has to do with health. It doesn't have to do with a contract situation. That's out of his control. Okay, Steve. I'm just going to keep way, cleaning my hands. Uh, uh, Daily Faceoff is showing that Couture, Meyer, and Marlowe will be aligned for the San Jose Sharks. That's who they're skating with. Sheesh. Um, that is the top line for the San Jose Sharks. 
Oh my god, what? Yeah. I really think I really think that the Sharks <sighs> I know they wanted Eric Carlson, but Oh, that's but I got to tell you losing and I know Joel Pavelski, Pavelski's old too, but like ah the uh, Your there captain? was a goal there was a goal where Carlson was on the left side of the ice tried to send a backhander up the ice and it was no good got intercepted he had to turn around he can't they're in trouble they're really in trouble like he Eric Carlson can do incredible amazing things and people have rightly pointed out his mind is probably a little bit elsewhere at the moment you know, yeah, uh, just had a baby. I know what that feels like. Just had a baby, well, and you know, different circumstances for him and his wife. Obviously, after the tragedy that they oh, experienced, hundred yeah. percent. So, you know, you you give him, you give him a little bit. But we saw that last year. He wasn't able oh, to pivot the, last the, year that, either. Like Pete Blackburn had several several little clips where he's like, "What is? He literally can't turn. Is it his right ankle?" Uh, I mm, I'm trying to remember. It's one of his ankles, and also he had groin surgery, I believe, Ooh. or his groin was injured last year. Jesus, hard miles. We we talk about it, and maybe it's an old guy thing that I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Mercandante had another one about uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, mm-hmm. elite goalie in this league, elite talent. Uh, uses his lower body for everything, has a wonky groin. Do with that what you will. Sure enough, he gets yanked last night. Now, you never know. He also made like a redonkulous save against the the Lightning like last week or something like that. But uh, injuries do catch up with you. And it also depends on the type of injuries. And he doesn't have the type of injuries you want to have. Yeah. And he signed... Eight years? Was it eight? Would any team have given him that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there are other teams around the league that would have given Carlson, what was it, eight times 11? He got Doughty's deal, exactly. <sighs> That's a big contract. You guys, people give give the Leafs shit for giving a 22-year-old who maybe hasn't earned it $11 million or close to it. It's an, I'd uh, rather give it to Mitch Marner than Eric Carlson at this point. And I'm right. serious. Honestly, and you, and you, you, you can laugh at me on camera. You can laugh at me for that. However, who's got the chance of finishing out the deal? Who's got the better chance? Adam, look into that camera and tell people to laugh at you. Laugh at me. Jesse's going to take that, clip that, and put it up for an hour. <laughs> I know he is. I know that's what he's going to do. <laughs> I know that's what he's going to do. Um, but Kat- Catherine Silverman had a really good point about Martin Jones. So you talk about Bobrovsky. She said Martin Jones, and this is from October 2nd, so you should look up this tweet, though. It's really, really interesting because you rarely see, like, goaltending breakdowns. Like this, Uh, she said, Martin Jones has a big issue with counter rotation when the puck moves from the low slot out high. So here's something she pulled from 2017. Basically, it's a Mark Stone goal. And essentially, when the puck goes from here's the here's the rink, right? Mm -hmm. The rink is you're looking at it on your hands. You are you are looking at you are looking at Martin Jones's Jones's back and you're looking out at the ice. Adam's framing this like a photographer. Let's say the puck goes from the left corner out high. Martin Jones cannot, he, he's already going one way. He's already going towards where the puck was. If you are able to hook it out high, you got a wide open net. Now, is and, that an injury thing or is that just a lack of ability thing? Because you know what, what amazed me? And the more uh, professional athletes you talk to, 
uh, the more you realize the unbelievable amount of stuff that they play with. Mm-hmm. I talked to Andrew Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, the Hamburglar, when he was with the Belleville Senators. It was either right before or after the Sens traded him to the Avalanche as part of the massive Matt Duchesne deal. Right. Ah, that has uh, aged poorly. Um, he was talking about uh, his hip, and I think it went down to his knee, and I can't remember if his back was involved huh. because it's that whole area where everything's, well, everything's attached. Yeah. His entire professional career, it was giving him issues. And probably required surgery. But it wasn't until, I don't know, five, six years into it, he actually got the surgery. Wow. It was just maintenance. And you imagine being in the minors, you're sitting on the bus, you're on a western road trip or something. like the, A lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Sitting for a while. Who are we playing tomorrow? Montreal. Whew. You know? You yeah. Know, it's, yeah, sitting is murder. Um so I wonder, like, is Martin Jones, who played over 60 games last year, is he one of those guys well, who's she, sitting, who's just dealing with it? She wrote an article in 2017, and she actually posted it, Catherine Silverman, that is, is about his bad habits. You can go and you can read it in The Athletic. But she Maybe said, it's just a bad habit. Well, she says his big, but she's like, it's still relevant. That's the problem. She right. said his biggest tendency, and this is a follow-up tweet, is to stay facing left when the puck moves from the low left slot up to high, uh, sorry, the high, up high past the right hash marks, meaning when it basically goes hooks up and around, which contributes to the reputation of being poor on his blocker side. He has to become cleaner, rotating and moving left to right. So it seems to be a left to right mm-hmm. issue. It's a glove side to blocker side for him. And I wonder if there's an injury that's preventing preventing that or just something he can never fix or it's crazy. Can you bring up the, the Sharks goalies on Cap Friendly? I can. Please, because... I'm trying to think. They had jo- or they still have Jones. Mm-hmm. Aaron Dell is still their backup. Mm-hmm. I want to say they they traded Antoine Bebo to the Sharks, so they didn't acquire any goalies. They lost them, so they have some really young guys: Andrew Shortridge, Zachary Aidmund, Aidmund, who's 19 years old, and Joseph. Coronar, like I, I don't, I don't know enough about those guys to tell you if they're going to be any good, but the fact that they didn't go out and get and do anything really mm-hmm. to their professional goaltending is wild to me. Wild after the season, like Arundel had the easiest job ever, which was to be better than Martin Jones, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do that. How don't you go out and get anybody? Varlamov. You could have had Varlamov. Mm, you could have had Laner. You would have. You would have had to pay. You could have too Lander. much money. Uh, t- t- too much money. Money. <laughs> no, no. You what you what you don't do to no, me. If I, the Sharks wanted to be to remain really good, and this is early. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm looking at their offseason, Eric Carlson's gone goodbye. I would say keep try to keep Pavelski at a manageable number and go get go go after Bobrovsky, but end up with Robin Leonard because Bobrovsky wanted to be in Florida. I was I was about to say, well, Aaron Dell's got time to get better. He's older than Jones. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize Jones, that. Jones is only twenty nine. Dell is thirty, but like, and Martin Jones is making so much money until twenty twenty four. Like, like you can't just get rid of that contract, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to come up with a scenario where they have Martin Jones and they just go out and acquire a backup. Right. There were so many guys available on the waiver wire who could have done it. McElhaney. For you. I was about to say Curtis McElhaney. best goalie on earth. Uh, 
there were there were guys available. There still are guys available, and it's wild to me that that's their tandem. Mm-hmm. Wild, absolutely crazy. Um, they're allowing a lot of goals. Let me ask you something. We've we've sort of flirted with talking with the Leafs. We've been in and out. Um, and this is a this is a bit of a turn as well. Yeah, I think the McElhaney trade was a mistake. Um, there was no tra- <laughs> in fact, there was no trade. It was waivers, waivers. Oh, that's there right. was no trade. There was right. no trade. Uh, nothing like that good old-fashioned waivers donut. Mm. One side and the other. Now, the Leafs, 3-1. and one. No. Three, one, no, 2-1-1. Two, 2-1-1. Two, one, one, one. One. One, one. Are Leafs fans really pissed off with the start of this season? We talked to one out in the hall there. Yeah, we've got a guy, a producer behind the scenes here at at, uh, uh, at the radio station who basically is super pissed after all the money that was handed mm-hmm. out in the last 18 months. He seems to be the only guy he's happy with is Nylander. <laughs> yeah, which um, is good. But he should be happy with Matthews to too. Yeah, the guy yeah. is, yeah. Well, he's second in goal scoring, so he's not worth it. Right? Not thrilled with Marner. Um, and not thrilled with the team overall. He said he feels like they're rubbing it in our faces. Now, I think... Sully is rubbing the money in her rubbing the money in her face. I think Sully's overreacting just a little bit. Yes, but that doesn't mean he doesn't doesn't speak for a lot of Leaf fans, right? And I'm surprised for a lot of Leaf fans. So explain this one to me because I'm not pissed off at the start. I think it's okay because you're a reasonable human being. Ah. A lot of people out there aren't when it comes to sports no, fandom. That's why it's a fan. You're that's a why they're fanatic. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> when you make over ten million dollars, you depart. From the world of reasonable expectation. That's what this team is dealing with, mm-hmm. right? Mitch Marner, John Tavares, who we've all forgotten about. I think he has four shots. What? Should we be concerned? Um, it's time to make a change on that line. Well, maybe. Um, so Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and does anyone else make over? 10, 10 million? million in the NHL. Yeah. If you make 10 million in baseball, you're just a left-handed relief. 10 million oh, in the yeah, NBA, yeah, yeah. you're like the seventh or eighth guy. Right. <laughs> you're a bench player in the NBA, like <laughs> Vince Carter. Right. Like at the end of your career, can't even jump. Um, but when in the NHL, absolutely, you make over $10 million, you leave the realm of reasonable expectation. Now these guys are making all this money. Expectation from a lot of fans, this is going to sound ridiculous, is they should be 4-0. And if you look at the games, they, I'm having a hard time arguing against it. They, they should be the four-one lead. They should be three and one. Yeah, they, they should have beat St. Louis. They weren't beating Jordan Bennington. Yeah, on they, Monday they, night. they did they, twice. They, yeah, but they, he was he was unbelievable. He was, he was really good. He was. Yeah. He was really good. And they and hit too many posts. It was just unlucky. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't think they should yeah. have won that game. I think and, it was an evenly matched. Right. It could have gone either way. Right. And I had to laugh at Freddie Anderson because I, I was looking at him. I'm like, has, has he been better? Has he been worse? Uh, I believe he was uh, two years ago. He was a 918 goalie. Last year, he was 918 through three games this year. 918. <laughs> <laughs> he nice. is incredibly, incredibly consistent. Mm-hmm. So he just is Freddie. But when you make that much money, you people go a little nuts. And that's and not unreasonable, I think. That's an that's out for the NHL, that's the top one percent of the one percent. Yeah, and listen, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with people. Like I I I I look at it a little with a little bit more nuance. I understand what's going on here. I look at the the schedule. Um, Michael Hutchison was friggin' in net <laughs> for for the Avalanche game. Or no, the uh, I keep confusing the Habs and yeah. the Avs. 
They're I did close. that at Dang It's today, too. I don't know why I'm tired. Anyway, uh, but a lot of Leaf fans think the way that guy thinks. Hmm. A lot of Leaf fans. So and are it, they even wrong? Well, are they? Is it unreasonable? I, under, I understand the emotion. I don't think it's right. Two one and one, four games in six nights is good. God forbid they lose to Tampa. Fall to 500. Technically two wins, three losses. They're Bettman 500, so they're clinging on to that. God forbid. But I understand the emotion. And I think it's only going to spread if they don't absolutely kill it. Jesse? A lot of these guys are making kill it money. They are. They are. Well, and, and so that brings us to, let's, let's, let's nuance this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesse, do you think, like, just before we no, get into that. I think that's the correct reaction. You understand why they're upset because they're fans. And they look at these guys, they look at the offseason, they look at being frustrated for three months over Marner, and then they're like, all right, show us show us what all that frustration was about. We've bought all your products, that everything yeah. you've endorsed. You make everything. $10 million? Dollars? I want to make $10 million. And they don't understand <laughs> that three one-on-one is good. Two one-on-one. Sorry, two one-on-one is good. Oh, they beat Tampa on Thursday? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Cup. Right. <laughs> Stanley exactly. Cup, boys. <laughs> yeah, they three one-on-one and they beat Tampa. Like, it's... Yeah. It's yeah, the percentages are a lot more pronounced early in the season. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh they tomorrow is so so important. And it's so so important for Tampa too. It's yeah. It should be a hell of a game. Babcock's doing a great thing by the way. Where he's uh you know how he's been alternating the the lineups? They played so well against St. Louis for so long. They easily could have won the game but didn't. With a couple days rest, he's keeping that same lineup together, uh, together and giving them a chance against Tampa. Well, interestingly, it should be a playoff game. The Patan, five games into the season, the <laughs> Patan Goche Spezza line, which is not the line I wanted to talk about, but that's the line that's staying. And they had they had a goal, but he hates Spezza. He doesn't hate Spezza, right? <laughs> no, no, Adam, he hates Spezza. But that was the point I was. Trying I don't to make think it was ever episode. personal, man. No, I, it was I, your guy. You know what? There was a time where Jason Spezza was an all-star. He is not. Might even be in a Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah. Guy. Currently, guy. And he was treated like guy. And, paid, and, you, and he's paid like and guy. And you want a coach who thinks about guys like that. You can't have a coach taking into consideration everything going around the game. It just needs to be about winning each game. You need yeah. a coach who doesn't play Patrick Marlowe the way that, or plays Jason Spencer the way he played Patrick Marlowe last year. Yeah, a lot of people talking out of both sides of their mouth with this. It's like either Ty goes to the veteran or it doesn't. I'm happy that it doesn't. By the way, the veterans now are the core of this team. That, yeah. that line is, go- is gone. Yep. By the way, that line is completely gone. Matthews, Marner, those guys are all like 150 games in here. 200. 200 games in. Yeah. Uh, they're veterans now. Yep. It's over. Riley's well over 300. Like, it's over. That, that whole thing is done. Um, but but I, but to that point, guys, Spezza, Patan, Gauthier looked like a really good line. And that little that little hand-eye flick that, that uh, Spezza, Spezza had. But that's he still what, has like... Man, He's got does great he hits. have that special skill set? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's see the flashes. Let him be out there for seven minutes. Yeah, sure. Make sure he doesn't get too tired and he's good. Offensive zones, offensive zones, right. offensive zones. Frederick Goche <laughs> is on pace for 41 goals. I like it. <laughs> Can we talk about that? But, but the thing that I was, the, the point I was trying to make in the last show with Spezza is what has he earned here? And you know what he earned? He earned 
he got a, got his line a goal because that was all him, really. Yep. All him. Um, uh, against the Stanley Cup champions, and then he's oh, gonna and Nick Patan's hustle on that play sure. too. But but Spezza made a special play. So he gets his line a goal against the Stanley Cup champions, yep. and now he gets to play again with Patan and Gauthier mm-hmm. against the the team we thought were going to be the Stanley Cup champions, the Presidents the, Trophy winners. That's which right. Still, we're playing the in the regular season, so technically. If you want to split hairs, Tampa are the champions of the regular season season that we're playing in right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. True, it's it, true. Totally. Yeah, St. St. Louis are the playoff champions. Tampa Bay are the regular season champions. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's actually true. Yeah. All right, let's just Shut up. let's just call it the, the EPL. The Stanley Cup is not you know? a league. Tr- it's go, not go a league. Tro- a no, no, this is uh, this is the EPL. Like, where's Real Madrid? I will know? not. I, listen, I don't. It, <laughs> I will not tolerate the slander, Jesse. Blake. I, I always love that when there's like five games left in the season and they like bring out the trophy anyway because it's already been locked it's done. up. It's like, yeah. no, we're still going to play five more games. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know. Um, you bought tickets, right? Yeah. <laughs> you bought, you gave us like, your money? All right. <laughs> Idiots. Buying tickets <laughs> games yeah. that don't matter. Uh, All right. Go, go, to the, go to the concessions and buy a... Meat pie. God, what is with this country? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that when I went to oh. the soccer game in Scotland. Yeah, of course you can. Buy me a meat pie. Thanks, dad-in-law. Um, so Spezza is earning his time with the Leafs like every other player like that. Now, totally. the line I do want to talk about, which is the line that's on everyone's mind, forget what we talked about with Caput in last episode, the throwing in the stick or whatever. It's not working yet. It's not working dot, 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 yet. yet. Zach Hyman... If there's anybody that's going to recover from an injury quickly, it's going to be Zach Hyman. It was a bad injury. Uh, he is, as Mike Babcock said, it's unfortunate for Travis Dermott that he got injured at the same time as as uh, Zach Hyman because now he's going to be measured up against Zach Hyman in terms of how their fitness is doing because of Zach, because Zach Hyman's a maniac when it comes to that stuff. Good, good. It's great. great. It's great. He is Gronk, eh? Oh yeah. Like in a in an era where all the players are getting like really svelte. Like, if you see Hyman in person, no, he's big. He's a big boy. Yeah. Now, and that helps with his his forecheck. Kasperi Kapanen has the tools to do this. Yes. And and let's what, what bothers me about this argument right now is you're making Kasperi Kapanen the whipping boy of yeah. a line that without Kasperi Kapanen makes $22 million this year. <laughs> Tavares and Marner together are just... Just a hundred and fifty grand shy of twenty-two million bucks between the two of them. Don't put this on Casperi Cabinet. I have a hard time believing he's the one screwing <laughs> this right. up. Those that two are the sense. ones that need to get their shit together. <laughs> yeah. Like and listen, you might go, oh well, he's not working and oh he's done this and oh he's a drag and Again, we are leaving the realm of reasonable expectation. Marner and Tavares make almost twenty-two million dollars. And Capitan's not a bum. No, he's not. But he's no. also being asked to play a different position. And a different oh, should role. we throw Mikheyev in there? Should we throw more in there? What and screw up that line? Now you're playing whack-a-mole. No, that line looks great. Leave Matthew's them. line looks great. Yeah. Let this line figure it out. And worst case scenario, it's only going to be together for another month anyway. I think they'll figure it out. I think there's too much skill out. for them not to. And, yep. and and lines go through bad five-game stretches. It just sucks, and it's more pronounced when it's the beginning of a season. If it looks particularly bad, I could see them making like a, a small change. I, I would imagine they take more, put them on the left, and Kapanen goes down on the right see, of the third line. Mikhaev is a guy I wouldn't move into that position. No. 
he's people he's, are like, well, he can do anything. I'm like, he can't. He's, he's playing four the teams you, into North yeah, American Yeah, you said ice. this in your video. He literally hasn't played in the <laughs> NHL. Yeah, for more than a handful of games. It's twelve. Periods. A little bit surprising. He's as good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just <laughs> like, just leave it. Yeah. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. He's he's playing the role he should be playing. That he was brought into yeah. play. Let, let him play that role. That's what he's good at. I I know what the record is, but I haven't watched a Leaf game and looked at their offense anyway. And gone, oh, oh something's really wrong here. Well, and now we're starting to see the warts of Cody Cece. There are some good stuff. There are some good things that we're like, wow, didn't know Cody Cece could do that, for sure. Um, the, the, the setup for the Nylander goal. But yeah, sure, it was great. And he read the play real well, yeah. He did. And and it was like, it wasn't even, he didn't even catch the pass. It was just a redirection. Yep. Yep. Um, it looked like a set play. The issue <laughs> with Cody Cece is on the defensive end. And it was with Ooh. Ottawa last year. Now, Ottawa sucked. Uh, but one of the things that he really struggles with, he's an awkward skater, right? He's a very awkward, weird skater. Ian he's Tullock's, very top-heavy. Yes, he is top-heavy. But he's Ian tweeted control. His, uh, he's not the greatest backward skater. I'm like, maybe this position's not for him. Though. Right. <laughs> like, he's, he's a defenseman. Right. He's f- also an NHL-level player. Like, he should be good at skating. Yeah. I don't well, know. I mean, Patrick Coletta was an NHL player once, too. Wow, so that was the name. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Riley feels more comfortable with him because he's he's attacking a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just a change in philosophy. Um, I have confidence for this Leafs team. I'm just gonna say it. I think something stupid. I I haven't. I've been holding back on saying this. Something <laughs> stupid is telling me this is the year. I'm serious. That wasn't a hot take. That was a hold take because he held back till game four. <laughs> that, that Adam. <laughs> no, but when, when have I ever happening? said I think the Leafs? When have I ever said the words I think the Leafs You've are going never to win the Stanley said that. Cup? You've never said that. Here I am, right here, 2020, and it's not because I think they look particularly good. It's just a feeling I have. I think the Leafs are going to win Say the it. 2020 Stanley Cup. Say it. The the I think the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, God, I'm going to get dunked on. No, no, no. Say the lose. full thing with no cuts. On October 9th, 2019, I am saying the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the 2020 Stanley Cup. Wow. There it is. I am saying it. However, <laughs> I look at Cody Ceci and I go, mm, might not be with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's like, been rumors that they may try to just trade him because if you yeah. if you look at a guy like Cody Cece, who has looked like a player, guy. I, I think, a guy, he's looked like guy, he's looked like guy. I've mm-hmm. never understood the four point five. And you look at Winnipeg and you go, they're lacking in guy. I can't. It was so it, they were so overshadowed by James Neal scoring four goals, but. That Ooh. defense of literally six guys. It's Morrissey and Kulikov and... Morrissey's out. Oh, well, and Kulikov's yeah. out now. Oh. They're all out. But three of them scored last night. They have an 18-year-old playing for them. I forget his name. Hiola. Uh Pionk scored. And yep. and tell me this isn't a made-up name. Tucker Pullman. <laughs> it's his first from Line A and Shifley. He's, he's not bad. Right? So, Anthony Stewart... With Jeff Merrick on the second best radio station in Toronto. How dare you? Fan 590. Stu Munro. During uh, that thing that's not Leafs Lunch. Wow. And he was talking wow. about... Hockey Central at noon, <laughs> sir. He was talking about the total games played for the Leafs defense. In, uh, Leafs defense. The Jets defense. This is crazy. Do you know the number? 
Uh, I don't know the exact uh, okay. number. The, well, the, the Avalanche have the second most. Oh, I have both numbers. Oh, you have both? Great. Yes, I have both numbers. Adam, since okay. you don't know the numbers, I mean, you're going to play this trivia. Okay, I'm going to play Adam trivia. There's Adam six, by himself. Six guys in a defensive core, right? Mm-hmm. So the com- what's the combined number of games played for the six guys who played in the Jets' most recent game? And well, Morrissey's out. Morrissey did not play. Morrissey is out. And Kulikov mm-hmm. is out. Was he out before the game or during? Yes. Yes. Before, before the game. Out. Before. Did not yeah. play. Did not play. And Kulikov was the guy they were going to be like, he's not good enough to play here. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's like top line guy. He's, it's uh, like personal leave or something. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, mm. boy. Okay. It's unfortunate. Uh, I hope he's okay. Um... You know, I couldn't even name and then it, besides Pionk. Here, you want to? I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, up. I'm gonna say, three hundred and twenty-six. Oh wow! Wow, that's not a bad guess. Three sixty-one. Whoa! Yeah. Really good. Yeah. All so right. that's an average of roughly sixty games per guy. And I, and I figured that's defense. what I tried to figure. It was like because these guys haven't played a full season, most of them. No, right? no. Pionk probably. Accounts for like half of that. So the second lowest number of games played by a defensive core, this was, uh, I think they would, the number was all of last season. Like the, no, 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 um, they, or just this season so far, or that night, whatever the number was. The, the most recent lowest lineup for the Colorado Avalanche. Yes. Yeah. Was the second lowest total of games played by a defensive core. Do you know what that number was? I'm gonna say four hundred. One thousand four hundred and sixty-one. Whoa! <laughs> like tripled the jet. And, and that <laughs> was almost... like an astonishing, astonishingly low number of fourteen hundred. Yeah, and they're like going like aggressively young, and yeah. like they're guys who have no experience are like Man, guys for... though, like mm-hmm. Kale McCarr. But that's how depleted this Jets defense is. It's insane. And the Penguins could not beat them. No. No, the Penguins are bad, though. <laughs> the Penguins yeah. are bad. Did, yeah, you see, yeah. did you see the goal? That I forget what goal it was. Pete Blackwood's like, almost had it, Matt Murray. And it was a he goal. He didn't that, even move. Didn't even yeah. move. <laughs> he didn't even move. Yo, man. Jeff Merrick uh, tweeted last night, Sidney Crosby might break Sittler's record tonight. Because it's Sidney freaking Crosby, and he scored yeah. like a minute in. Uh-huh. And they didn't. He was alone in front. I don't know if Crosby's ever been that alone. alone. As if you'll ever forget Sidney Crosby's on the ice. That was the only goal they scored. Man, so the Jets are two and two, Penguins are one and two, and I know it's early, but even like Mark, Mark Darnay, some of the guys that like I follow from Pittsburgh are like, please tank, please tank and this year, please Malkin tank. And they're for a month. Yes, and Bukestad. He's out a month too. Yeah, at least both oh! have both have lower body soft tissue injuries. That sounds disgusting. Which means not broken bones. Cool. Um, but that's not good. Either because those can take a lot longer. Like broken bones, you'd be like, ah, well, it's six week recovery. Aren't they a little bit unpredictable? Like you can have a setback. Sure, or, oh it's like god. a pulled groin is a soft tissue injury. Oh my god! So, um, you know, lower body means skating. <laughs> and Malkin and Bukestad, both guys who are going to be key. Here's the thing: oh I know that the Kessel Sullivan relationship was beyond mending, but I what guess, Kyle Dubas said something a couple. Uh, 18 months ago with with uh, Nylander, they, when people were really, like, 
every TV show, every radio show, and I can only forgive me Pittsburgh. Oh, I was less than eighteen months ago. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. So it was a year, ago. a year ago. Forgive me, Pittsburgh fans, for for bringing Toronto into this. But remember, I live here, and and you know, a lot of the national sports stuff oh, is all out of here. Penguins fans never complain about that stuff. Yeah, they're they're cool with it. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. But but when everybody was on Kyle Dubas to go f this guy, trade him, he said we're not in the business of trading elite talent out right. of town. And they're tr- supposedly trying to trade Jack Johnson, and they're supposedly trying to trade. They should have looked Branson. after that before Phil Kessel, dude. What the hell was last season for the Pittsburgh Penguins? It was a fever dream. I don't understand. They ruined a back-to-back championship team. That the next year, what, still went to the second round, still went to the second round, and lost to the eventual champions, who they have already beaten like nineteen times in the playoffs. And what did they do last season? How, how far did they get last year? They got freaking swept by the Islanders. Right. In the first round. So it was, like, that's the thing, man. They played a Jordan lot. Because Jordan Everly could not stop scoring goals. They played a lot of hockey. They played a lot of hockey. Yeah. And, and Fair. Like, a lot Fair. of So maybe they were exhausted, but I just look at it and go, if, if I'm if there's trades I want to worry about. Could if Branson I'm Jim Rutherford. <laughs> and listen. Johnson was fresh. Been called on the carpet for Jim Rutherford, calling Jim Rutherford out before. I mean, he sure showed us when he changed cap or changed coaches. They won the cup that year, and we're like, Rutherford should be gone. Uh, but if you're Jim Rutherford, the two people you're looking at that are problems for your team, Jack Johnson and Phil Kessel, the one I'm getting rid of first is Jack Johnson. And Galch is not the guy I'm bringing back for Phil Kessel. And if that's the best you can do, then suck it up, Mike Sullivan. It's wild to me that the Leafs were able to find a home for Nikita Zaitsev. And Johnson is just that unmovable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look around the league at some of the contracts. Dude, Lucic and Neal. I think sometimes teams, though, have those deals available to them. But they'll go, oh, maybe I can just push it a little harder. And some other team comes in and goes, Everyone thinks they're the smartest. Did you guys believe the Malkin rumors where it was, it's me or him? Malkin, well, he denied that. Oh. Yeah, he denied it, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's not untrue. Yeah, I, I'm sure that happens all the time. I think that's something you could say to Malkin. Listen, we're working on it. We're not there yet. Call his bluff. Call his okay. bluff. Where's he going to go? Magnetogor? And what is he? Is he not going to well, play? Anywhere else in the NHL. He could demand a trade. No, you're under contract. You can still demand a trade. That's great. Play. And, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And if you don't play And then well, they start winning games, and then he shuts up. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, happened it, Most things aren't that simple. No. Most times when a guy demands a trade, he gets traded. Oh, this is... Behind this microphone is the easiest place to make hockey decisions. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. In, in, this, in this little vacuum of Steve, little, it's like, oh, yeah, just play. And I agree with that, Jesse. Yeah. But do you let... <laughs> I don't got to talk to him. Do you let your superstars make, make you make bad decisions? You... Right. you either they make that decision you make that decision because they did it or they're gone it's you pick you pick one or the other i don't doubt that phil kessel had a bad relationship with sullivan and malkin and all that whatever it was my thing is okay evgeny understand that this guy's an elite talent and for you to continue winning and challenging for the cup i gotta put the right deal in place and that could take six months to a year so you're going to have to be patient. You say it's him or you, well, suck it up for a bit. You're the assistant captain on this team. You're the leader when Crosby's been out. You've won three cups with us. You know Two of com- them? Yeah, you know we're committed to winning, so you got to wait, and they didn't wait. And, and, I he feel says, like, and he says, no, you trade me. You, no, you trade me. I, I go to Russia. Or you say no. <laughs> and <laughs> I then, won't trade you. And then your team's screwed. You're I say, missing hey, Gino, your second line center. Hey, Gino, you had more points than you last year. 
He did. Yeah, Malkin it, had it. He in did, fewer not games, a great but season. he had more points than Eugenio. Yeah, Malkin struggled this. Yeah. Also, it's unfortunate that he got uh, injured, 89 too. 89 penalty minutes. What the hell was, was wrong with Gino last year? He's Sorry. got a temper, man. He yeah. really does. He's, he's, I, like, I love Gino for that. I yeah. love that he's got a bite to his game. He's a real... <laughs> he's a man, sneaky... He's a, Dirty, dirty, oh, dirty player. Sob to play. Yeah. That, love that kind of player on your team. That's why Penn's fans love Gino. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, <laughs> I, I think I'm. I might be seeing what. I know plus minus sucks, but uh, Crosby plus eighteen, Gensel plus thirteen, Chris Letang plus thirteen. Uh, Kessel was a minus nineteen, Malkin minus twenty five. Maybe something was wrong. Maybe there, they should have but... split it up then. Put them on different lines. Keep them apart. No, Don't let them you, sit together on the plane. You can't have them on different lines and win a cup. Oh, wait. Nope, that's how they beat the Sharks. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Wait. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, and I don't then, get it. And again, like we've talked about the Pens problem. Listen, the Pens could be fine. If Matt Murray turns it on, they could be fine. This but it'll be tough. Matt Murray's got to do it. This has all the makings of a bad, awful, very terrible year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hornquist is day-to-day, supposedly. Galchenyuk is day-to-day, supposedly. Uh, Malkin out long term, Bugstad out long term. I don't know what's wrong with Matt Murray. G- you got Jack Johnson on your hockey team. If Matt Murray's injured, put Matt Murray on the bench and heal him up because this isn't your year. He might just need a break. Yeah, maybe he's played a lot of hockey. Dude, he played a ton of hockey really young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really good hockey too. Like intense. He had it's be mentally draining he, too. He won two Stanley Cups as a rookie, technically. Yeah, because he was a rookie the first year yeah. and the second year. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I know. I know. It's wild, man. I think Ken Dryden did that, too. And I know Patrick Waugh did that. He won a cup as a rookie. Not two, though. Yeah, two. That's two. nuts. Now, uh, yeah, the Penguins are, are an interesting case because they are a team that could, probably could turn it around, maybe, and squeak in. But... There's that that Phil Kessel trade to me really sticks. It's like that you lose talent like that, you lose ninety points. Tell me how you're going to replace that. And Galch, this is now his third team, and he was been, yeah. and 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 we stuck up for Galch in Montreal, and we're like they're not giving you the fair shake. Well, he got it in in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Well, he Ish. had a terrible. Uh, he was hurt to start the season last year. Yeah, but okay. this is it. Last one. Yeah, you know last what I mean? one or you're in Miller Magnitogors. Yeah, what are you? Show me. Yep. You can't miss the playoffs four games into the season, but you can get enough injuries that'll push you way behind. Ooh, yeah. And it looks like they're going to struggle. Uh, yeah. Lost in the Sharks conversation that I forgot, they don't have their first. Guess who trade? does? Ottawa. Pierre Dorian's a genius. <laughs> uh, Bonks Mullet had just a. I don't know if he realized how funny the tweet was, but it was basically like. Uh, it's so nice to be on the other side of this. Now. Yeah, right. All year last year, like, oh, you're giving up the fourth pick. Yeah, damn. <laughs> All year, and now they're looking at the Ottawa Senators are looking at the San Jose Sharks and laughing. Poof. Beg your pardon. Also, they gave Vegas Mark Stone, on, which is really fun. On the Jets for a second, just for a second. Mm. We were talking about Cody Cece, we were talking about the Leafs, we are talking about teams that need defense, and every team needs a right-handed shot defenseman. Let's say, now the Leafs want this year to not have to do what they almost had to do, as I've said before, with Edmonton, which was trade Connor Brown for, who was it now? Oh, it wasn't, we was it said Matt the Benning? name wrong so many times. It was either was not Ben, ben Hutton. Hutton. Wasn't Ben Hutton. Or Matt Benning. <laughs> Matt Benning, I think, is the guy. And then who did we go to school with? 
We went to school with a Hutton who I think I've even... That's I've a Sean said, Hutton. Sean Hutton? Yeah. Or no, Tim Hutton? To, and a Tim Hutton. But Ben Hutton <laughs> is not... No. Ben Hutton is not your guy. <laughs> oh, and Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning. Brandon, is it Brandon Manning, Manning. Ben Hutton. Yeah. Sean Hutton. Tim Hutton. <laughs> Brandon Manning. Brent Manning. Bim Jenning. <laughs> Tim Dangle. By the way, Ben Hutton is a Vancouver Canuck. Or now a king, but he was a he was a Canuck. That's right, yeah. I so it's Manning or it was Manning or the other guy? Jesse Blake. Yeah. Daniel Sedin. <laughs> no, but seriously, it was Manning or who was the other Potent guy? Potent Potables. What? <laughs> it was Manning or who was the other guy that was... The, Brandon dad? Manning is a guy. Matt Benning. Brandon Manning's on Brandon the, Manning. Matt Benning. One of those I don't two. know. The point I'm trying to make is, is the Leafs are names. trying to go into this season with depth <laughs> options. I'm such a dumbass. The Leafs are trying to go into this season with depth options so they don't have to go and trade for depth options. When you trade a second round pick for a, a seventh round or like a third or a fourth round pick, those things start to add up yes. long term. Yes. And you don't want to do that. So the Leafs, if they, if they, yeah, they could probably call Winnipeg halfway through the season and go, hey, listen, we've got to slightly use Cody CC on an expiring deal. You guys are probably going to try to edge your way into the playoffs because you've got a killer offensive firepower depending upon if Buffalo comes back or not. But even then, they still might want to consider it. Or do you hang on to him and say, listen, Cody, you're going to be playing on the third pairing. I and think he knows. it's going to be Travis Dermott, Morgan Riley. And, or maybe it's it's Rasmus Sandin and Morgan Riley. Who knows? Well, it depends on what Mike Babcock wants. I think that's a little too much for Rasmus this early. But if you have Cody Ceci, forget the money that he's at because he's he's done after this Irrelevant. season. If you have Cody Ceci as your seventh defenseman, do you hate that? No. If you have him as your sixth, do you hate that? No. He's a playable guy. I mean, yeah, I he, prefer he might, not to. You might get burned if he's playing with Morgan Riley all the time just because of the amount of exposure those guys are going to have to top-line players. But if you have him playing third and fourth lines all the time, is that all that bad? No, I'm, I'm satisfied enough with him so far that he can stay on the team. For sure. You can hang. You can hang. Um, and, you know, it's sort of like with Kapanen where it's like, okay, I understand this isn't forever. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be here forever. Uh, CC, I don't think the plan is for him to be there forever. They should ease Dermot in. The one thing I worry about with Morgan Riley and Travis Dermot as a pairing, and I know their fancies are good, one of them's got to play defense. Yeah. I have not. I know people are really bullish on Travis Dermot. To the eye, anyway, I have not seen enough out of him to be overly confident. Like, I've seen uh, there was a model, like, he's going to sign an extension for $3.5 million this season, and I'm like, man, he had 17 points last year. What are you talking about? And, like, he's not the greatest in his own end. This is a huge opportunity. Yeah. Once he comes back, if Hyman is, is pushing him when it comes to fitness, great. Good. Don't hurt yourself. Because mm-hmm. uh, we Hyman's need you, man. tough to keep up with. Yeah, and Dermot he, he could play in the power play. He's not going to on this team. They're going to need him on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. He was a penalty killer last year, so um, it's a it's a huge X factor on this team. Now we talk about trading draft picks. The Sens traded a defenseman, uh, or no, they got they got a defense, but they also got Vlad Nemestikov. Yeah, they got for a fourth uh, rounder. It was Nick Ebert. Nick Ebert, so... Who was supposed to be so, so good back in the day, I remember. And he is not. He was supposed to be like a... There was a time where he was supposed to be a top three pick, I remember. Wow. And I think he went way deeper than that, and he just never really panned out. Right. Vlad Nemestnikov is now a Sen. 
Mm-hmm. And that's his third team in three years. And now he was playing with Stamkos and Kucherov for a bit, which was pretty sweet. And he weirdly succeeded. Yeah, weird. Strange how that happens. Yeah. Now, at the time when that trade was announced, I was like, why are the Sens trading draft picks? And everybody, you know, very intelligent Sens reporters were saying, listen, they got to have somebody play yeah. also, in their lineup who's an NHL player. However, a fourth it's a fourth in 2021. It's a fourth. But yo, that matters eventually. That Vlad Nemesnikov may not. For wait, then why a did fourth. you get him? So you're gonna flip him for another fourth no, of the trade deadline? Yeah. I'm I'm on the side of they need bodies. He's a UFA yeah. at the end of the year. Where were He's they 26. when the waivers happened? It, they could have picked up Nick Patan and uh, I well, think they. I think. You can plan for one thing, mm-hmm. and then something else reveals itself, and how you react to it uh, is—it uh, shows the type of manager you are. And it sounds like they looked at Drake Batherson, and they're like, "He is going to be on our team all year, and he's going to be great." And after two games, they already said they're like, "Okay, yeah, it looks like yeah. he's lost confidence." And they're a week into the season, they're like, "We need some NHL talent. Let's just go get someone, pay a fourth." Throwing Vlad Nemestikov. We don't really need him, but he's an NHL player, and we can throw our and better re- talent, our prospects, back to the minors. They'll recoup it. Right. If he has a good season, they might get a third. Right. Yeah. And if you he know? doesn't have a good season, then it's nothing lost. It's something gained because you have a prospect who didn't have to play those minutes. My, the my the thing initial is, report was picks. Yeah. yeah. Pick, it's just and pick. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. It's pick. But, but the point I guess I'm trying to make is not that Ottawa could have known that Batherson wasn't going to be the guy. But Ottawa could have known that they needed depth from NHL regulars. Pontus Aberg could have picked him up for nothing. You could Exino. have picked Nick Patan up for nothing. You could have like you like just look at the Leafs, which you could have picked up. A ton of guys, a ton of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and they, like, ha- and they have those guys. And, like, and they, are they, they have those... Bobby Ryan and Colin White and Anisimov and all those guys yeah, who but... are going to fill up those minutes. And they just need one more. That was the mistake. You're correctly pointing out the mistake. Yeah. But they're like, all right, here's a solution. But it cost them a fourth when it didn't need to. And I know They'll that Nemesnikov isn't great. Yeah, like he's not like he's a four, he was traded for a fourth. He's fine. Yeah. And I know that isn't this isn't a big deal. However, this is the kind of shit that NHL GMs are so famous for. It eats away. Why? It does eat away. It eats it away. It does matter. But are they also protecting an asset in Drake Bathurst by they managing are, them? But properly? they didn't need to do this. No, right. They. But it's like they already made that mistake. Yeah. And they're they're acknowledging. But how many already mistakes, mistakes should, are the senators going to get? We should commend them at least for correcting the mistake. Yeah, you know, I'm, sure. I'm not going to hammer them 100%. for the trade, but yeah. you're absolutely right that they made the initial mistake. And that's the problem: is the senators have made a lot of initial mistakes. It, it bleeds you. Yes, of, it of bled picks. them of Hoffman and Carlson. What did they get back? I mean, thank uh, God that they traded Mark Stone for a guy that looks like he's going to be great. Brandstrom looks like he's going to be a great yeah. player. Mm-hmm. And Carl, Carlson, there's still picks there. Hoffman, I don't think they got Nothing. shit for Hoffman. Nothing. Yeah, that was... That was yeah, but they're set up very nicely for this draft. They have five draft picks in the first two rounds. That's great. Two first round Good picks. Good for them. Like, they, they're they set up nicely. I don't. I just don't hate it. It's it's perfect hindsight. Like, you, got... you can sit here and say, you should have seen it coming, but they didn't, and at least they did something about but it. I, they got I, Columbus's I, next two seconds. Yeah, which that is, yeah, that is beautiful. That's nuts. Because yeah. that was Dezingle and Deshane? Mm-hmm. No, was it? Oh it must man, have been, right? Just yeah. separate trades, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, I guess 
I, my, my frustration with Ottawa has always been, at least in the last three years, has always been, here's a mistake that led to a thing that we had to pay more for than we needed to. It's right. a small symptom of a big problem that they're facing. And and Steve's coat is caught I under his chair. My jacket. <laughs> and I just that's it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating when when it's like when okay guys, but coat. this is the same shit that you keep doing. Anyway, I'll let it go. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair. One guy, Wait, girl, shut up. Huh? So I just oh, be a dick. one guy to watch is uh, is Roman Yossi. So first point on thirty one thoughts. Nashville and Roman Yossi are not talking. There was momentum over the summer. That stopped, according to Elliot Friedman. Unless you're actually in the room, you're never sure if anything's serious between the two sides or it's grinding away. But there is surprise. It's not done yet. Roman Yossi. Like, the, the chances of any big NHL defenseman hitting the open market are usually pretty slim. But can you imagine the frenzy if he does? Man. Keeping in mind, Pachangelo has not also been re-signed, although their negotiations are well underway. I think that'd be a big deal on Free Agent Frenzy, which you can watch every July 1st on TSN. <laughs> wow! 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 Or not! You can stream it on the TSN Go app. No! Yes, you can! <laughs> no! What if you had your Rogers Rogers? <laughs> your Rogers. And also Rogers. I just got Rogers and Nate. You're Did talking you? to your... Remote, like you it's say, I'd love future. to watch the TSN coverage of <laughs> no, Free Agent, oh, free agent Frenzy. Frenzy on July 1st. <laughs> no, every I year. Say, I say, I go Sportsnet and not TSN. <laughs> also, unsubscribe from the other. <laughs> Why I'm leaving the other. Um, where, what? Roman Yossi, Roman Yossi. Right. It is jump ball this season, my friend. Yeah, it sure is. There were a lot of really big disappointments in the NHL last year. And that makes NHL general managers squirrely. Dude, Tampa. Mm. And they haven't done a ton. But I'm waiting on them. Who knows? Mm. They might get it back together. If you're Tampa, you're betting on that roster to recover. Calgary mm-hmm. has already done one silly thing. Do they have another silly thing in them? I guess we'll see. Bradshaw Living's done a great job to this point. The Nashville Predators, if I'm not mistaken, won the Central? Yep. Won yep. the Central and so. played no. the wild card Dallas Stars. Did they? Am I wrong? Or was St. Louis win it? No, they didn't win it. Who did St. Louis play in the first round? Oh, God, I don't know. Trying to, I think that was the 2-3 series. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. Um, Nashville already did a silly thing, in my opinion, and, and what, what let go of Subban. <laughs> I don't, I mean, maybe maybe For, that maybe that had run its course. Time. I don't know. Okay, here here it is. Uh, Nashville-Dallas, which was actually, I thought, a pretty underrated series. It was a fun series. Yeah. Uh, Nashville lost 4-2 to Dallas. The Flames. It's horseshit. After, I think the Flames won the first game, and then Colorado just murdered them for four straight games. They It wasn't really close. Um Obviously, Tampa-Columbus, we've talked about that. And this one is the one outlier to me. Uh, Washington lost to Carolina. Right. It's an outlier to me because... That's not talked about enough. Well, it was seven games. Um, They were in there. Like, it it wasn't a blowout. But it was the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, and also, the the Capitals, it's funny, they... uh, what happened to them is what they did to Boston. Yes. So in 2011, Boston wins the Cup. The next year, first round, they play the Caps, 
lose in Game 7. And then Caps reigning Stanley Cup champions go to Game 7 first round next year, get knocked off by yeah. the Hurricanes. And also you still look at the Caps and you go, wow, we're a good team. And we've been together forever and we're not worried about it. And also we didn't even expect to win last year. So <laughs> how about we just sort of mostly stay the course? Right. Those other teams, you're Nashville. You're like, man, we haven't won shit. Yeah. You know, we haven't won shit. Tampa, we haven't won shit. Like, Calgary, we haven't won shit. So this is a power shift year, maybe. A power shift or just good teams losing their minds? Well, that's what it's I mean. It's the same Th- thing. That's the, but that's yep. the thing. is like Tam- uh, uh, Chicago and L.A. both lost their minds a couple seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Lost, Pittsburgh. Their damn, lost their damn minds. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has lost their, f- their shit. And, uh, yeah. They have lost their minds. Who did Nash- who is Nashville's big get this off? Duchesne. So you traded Subban for Duchesne. Of course he has. He's been good. But... Um, you know what I always thought? What? When, after that Neil Lucic deal was done, Neil was really good in Nashville. Would a tourist Neil deal would not? Would that not have made more sense than Lucic? Because they make the same money. Mm, Tourist's deal is not as bad. It ain't good, but it's not as bad. Yeah, but but then you got James Neal back, and you probably like his deal is six million a year. Tourist, isn't he? Yeah. But, so you're saying why didn't Calgary? Push harder James for Neal to because Nashville probably says no. Really, I think so. Man, if I was Calgary, I would have retained. Like I would, I would have been like, give me a center. Maybe, maybe yeah, it was an option there. I mean, I assume they exhausted everything it before been... they were like, give us Milan Lucic. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they're really trying to sell him. I don't know. But it's it's what they they did what every good team does when they suffer a playoff loss. They assume they weren't tough enough. They strip their good team of talent and they acquire grit. And it bites them. It's they every the, these guys make millions of dollars to ignore history <laughs> over and over yeah. and over. You want a great again. example of that? You a good point. The Vancouver Canucks after 2011. Oh. Mm-hmm. Talk about ruining a perfectly good team. After 2012. 2012, yeah. 2011, they were, like, I think it was, they were just basking in the, oh, fuck. Like, can't believe we were that lost. close. But then they won the President's Trophy again and got stomped by the LA Kings, who were the second half Corsi gods. Right. I remember writing about that at the time. Like, they, they were, I want to say they were, like, 11th in the West when they got Jeff Carter. Yeah, and he changed their whole season. Barely made eighth, but they were wicked, wicked. And they lost, I don't know, like three games en route to the Stanley Cup. Wow. Yeah, they were really good. They lost one to Vancouver, two to the Devils, and I'm not sure about the other series. And that cup run cemented Jonathan Quick's place in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> Actually, was, you're probably right. Probably. I mean. uh, what was it Andrew Berkshire used to say about Jonathan Quick? He's got one spectacular game a month and then... <laughs> well, something like that. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> and then had a couple good playoffs, and but I mean, it worked uh, out for what, him. He, what a weird goal. Yeah, you watch every playoffs and you look at whoever's playing the Kings and you look at the zero under the, their logo. Jonathan Quick, man. Yeah, true. He hey, uh, the Devils have only played two games. I believe they play their third tonight. Really? Yeah. It, the schedule's weird. The Leafs are going to play their fifth tomorrow. Uh, uh-huh. I bet uh, the Devils want to have a few more games under their belt. Yes. The way things have gone. They have not. Things have not gone well. Was it seven goals against in both games? Yes. Or, no, it couldn't be. Uh, five. Wait, five, yeah. To the Jets, one of them being a And shootout. then a sep- seven to Buffalo. 
They lost to the Jets in Buffalo. Yeah, Seven for a team two. that spent so much in the offseason and kind of was like, we're going to go for it this year. It's very unfortunate to start the first two games like that. Yeah, right. They, they got smashed, I want to say, 7-2 to Buffalo. And the first game, they're up 4 nothing on the Jets, lose 5-4 in the shootout. So your way too early Ooh. take on that is <laughs> what? Well, Corey Schneider wasn't great. And then he got hurt, and then they went to Mackenzie Blackwood, and he wasn't great. And that's they another didn't team fix their goaltending. Like, well, I look at I look at the Devils, who there was reason to believe there. I guess with both the Devils and the Sharks, there was reason to believe there would be a little bit of a bounce back. But like it's a it's such a much softer goalie market this year than it was last year. I don't understand how the Devils or the Sharks don't go out and try to do anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. No, Blackwood's only played the one game. He but are you expecting too, Blackwood too to play more than 30 year. games this year? Right. Well, He's Corey a, Schneider gets hurt. But that's <laughs> the point. Corey Schneider's always hurt. Right? Corey Schneider's been hurt yeah, for so three they years. Yeah, should have gone out and maybe... Come yeah. on. Well, and that was the weird part, is that, like, we... I remember saying to you, like, a couple episodes ago, I was like... I was like, but who's the devil's goalie? And you're like, Corey Schneider. I was like, what? Yeah, that <laughs> like, was a question. And you were like, who's the backup? I'm like, Mackenzie Blackwood? <laughs> like, Keith Kincaid carried them to the playoffs two years ago. Yeah, and then last year he just got set on fire. Yeah. Because, Literally yeah. doused and set on fire in public <laughs> night in and night out. He was, dude, it was unfair. My dang it's videos. Oh, it was Every always... week there was a devil's thing. And I was like, guys, it's nothing against you. I'm sorry. It's just every week. Remember the Riley <laughs> the Riley goal last year against the Devils where he actually apologized to Kincaid? Yes. It was oh. like two seconds left in the period. He just throws this soggy fart on that, <laughs> and it just whizzes through him. It was terrible. The, the Blue Jackets, because they were allergic to draft picks, were like, yeah, we'll get Kincaid before the playoffs start. Oh. Uh, Man, he had a tough go. He that did. whole team had a tough go. Does Taylor Hall have a concussion? I don't know. Did you see that play? Where yeah, I, I think he probably does. I don't. I don't I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know what they've announced. All I know is that I saw him get frigging rocked and then struggle to get up. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a doctor. I don't claim to be one. All I know is it looked bad. He was at least winded. It's a it's an NHL concussion, which would be like a n- non-cussion. Oh, <laughs> non-cussion. Oh boy. Yeah. We don't use those words. Nope. We keep saying. Um, I was just looking at Carolina's cap friendly because we keep saying, "Oh, this team should have done this in the offseason. They should have shored, it, shored this part up." And it seemed like Carolina is the team that actually did all of those things that were like, "Hey, you should have got somebody for your defense." And they went out and got Jake Gardner. You should have shored up your goalie situation. They went out and got James Reimer. Hell yeah! And so and then look at the start that they've gotten off. To. And Morazic's their other goalie. Right, Morazic, yeah. Reimer made forty-seven saves last night. That's old school Reimer game. Old yeah. school. <laughs> he's only good when he hits forty shots. Right, <laughs> man. He's, you know what? He's been in the league enough. You know, remember when they were like, "Oh, he gives up so many rebounds. That's why he stops so many shots." Now he's been in the league long enough, and he's put up enough of those performances where I'm like, maybe. But it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Anyways, I thought that I th- thought that was just funny. Just just all these things we keep saying about all these teams, and it's yeah. like Carolina did it. Um, because Don Waddell is a G, 
and yeah. uh, and and the way he leveraged against Minneapolis. There's a there's a whole story that we talked about when they were going to replace Paul Fenton in uh, Minnesota, and you could go back to the Minnesota episode from the summer. I won't re-explain it, but Waddell read the whole Michael Russo. Article. Yeah, we read the whole Michael Russo article, and then Don Waddell while we were on the air re-signing Carolina because they were paying him nothing in Carolina because Tom Dundon was like, you know. I'm worth it because I'm going to dump 250 million bucks into this football league that's going to fail. <laughs> but I won't pay more than 400 grand for a GM. You know who I'm going to underpay? The guy in charge. Yeah, the guy on the team that's actually doing a great job. So mm. he was good for Don Waddell. He he negotiates for a living. He negotiated and he did well. And Eric Tulski. Yeah. And Eric Tulski. Well, yeah. But I mean, Carolina calls, click. Really? Hang it up. Hang it up. They're robbing you. <laughs> and uh, well, low key under the radar too. Calvin DeHaan is no longer there. He's in uh, he's okay. in Chicago. He is in Chicago. I am a hundred percent convinced by the end of the season, Eric Tulski will have like at least. Who like, is Eric Tulski? So he was a super fancy stats nerd scum like uh, like a lot of people mm-hmm. blog person, and now he's the AGM of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um. He's by the end of the season, he's going to have like six GMs, like bank pins, <laughs> like just it, ripping people off in trades. Got boring for him, and now he's just ripping them off financially. Yeah, yep, <laughs> like just straight up committing robbery uh, crimes. I want to f- <laughs> follow up quickly on the Patrick Marlowe stuff. There's uh-huh. two things afoot, guys. Uh-huh. First off, Sportsnet stats. The second best stats. The Twitter. best <laughs> says the Sharks have agreed to sign Patrick Marlowe. This is an hour ago. His 788 consecutive games played streak is, is still over. still alive. That's over. what they and say. And is the sixth longest in NHL history. Now hold on a second. Callie at Vas- Van Kesszak, who who follows us and listens to the show regularly. Hi, Callie. She said, "Weird." It looks like the NHL has removed him from the most consecutive games played page. So I've got that active right now on my screen here. If you go to the skater records for most consecutive games played in NHL history, all time, this is an active. Patrick Marlowe is on that with an active A next he to his name. Handled. In sixth place with 788 games. Now, if you go to the records for most consecutive games played active, he's been removed from the list. And I assume that is because... He wasn't an active NHL player until he plays another game. But the all-time list still marks him as active, so that means his streak is still alive. So, Steve, you are wrong. Adam. I'm right. You are correct. Connor no, Brown, they're wrong. Connor Brown, by the way, is in the top 10 of at current active players. Mm-hmm. 248 games played. So I is Adam Henrique. Willie, yeah. Willie Nylander is 15th. Wow. Wait. No! No! That's trash! He's tricking me! <laughs> yeah, he is. No! What do you mean? He's contract. He missed three months! He contract. contract. No, that's not has nothing to do with it. That's not what the Iron Man streak's about. The Iron, Iron Man, Man is being about being iron and injury. You're missing injury man free. games. He signed before the Minnesota game, it's, and he didn't play in the Minnesota no, game. No, it's not a, a sign on the dotted line streak. I it's fart on Iron Man. Nylander streak, and I fart on Patrick Marlowe streak. <laughs> I spit on them. You're so raw. They smell of elderberries. <laughs> and they're, what is it? Their mother's a gerbil? Yeah. I don't know. So, Adam, congratulations on being correct. Thank you. Nope. Let's do the press According conference. to NHL records. Uh, uncongrats. <laughs> Anti-congrats. What does that even mean? I, I, you know, it's not a term, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Presser S-D-E. We. The Steve 
Must wait for page to load. Ah, oh. I can pull up a question. It's fine. I'm just gonna check my phone. I don't want to talk to people who criticize my kayak. It's a majestic kayak. Steve, where do people go to donate to your Easter seals? Uh, my pin tweet. Adam. Where can people go to donate to your Easter Seals page? Uh, I will have to post that. Yeah. And I, pin it. You couldn't possibly do it right now. No, I can't do it right now. I'm no. on my phone. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do it tonight. Because I don't. if I tweet it now, then it's not going to really... Like it's not gonna really make a dent. Yeah, I want to wait till people are home. Yeah. I mean, you can. Pin but it. I can put it on my Instagram. You can always too. Pin it, you yeah. Know. Yes. And yeah. you can also go to my profile to my pin tweet. I need nine hundred dollars. Um, this is from Red Shark Pack. When can we expect the video of Steve working out with Coach Jeremy? Oh, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Um, <laughs> I spoke to him on the phone the other day, and like the first thing he said was, "Oh yeah, I like forgot I have that video." But now he's got a, a guy, I forget his name, uh, like he's literally hired a guy to like come to his house and edit video. So hopefully he starts cranking out the content faster. But um, no, those those videos and that footage, that's his. Hmm. So I, I hope it goes up soon. It'll boost my subscriber count. <laughs> I'm such a guppy compared to him. Coach Jeremy's huge. Uh, what do you Have you guys played NHL 20 and what do you think? Uh, I have played it. I have my usual complaints about just idiots online and and everything but the gameplay itself is actually really good Mm -hmm. um i started playing hud again it's just it's frustrating because they have these uh like single player hut modes where you can earn coins and packs and stuff like that but it forces you to play them because i'm in tier nine right now i won three straight to to, chris wagner or yeah with chris wagner on my uh he's my second line center um, so then I go up to tier nine and I'm playing against like Ted Lindsay, <laughs> like Guy Lafleur, Guy Lafleur Chris Chelios, like, and John Gibson and Ned. Oh, there's your active guy. Like just getting murdered by Can these... you buy cards? Can you buy your way up? Yeah. Is that I'm how people do it? That. Okay. I'm just I'm wondering how that. people end up with these cards. So, so, cause I've never really played Hut. No, well, I, I, they might've earned them with their single player modes, but I, Ted Lindsay, I don't know. You more likely bought it. Although I had Gordy Howe, because um, they give you these cards that are like they'll be. Oh yeah, you can play as many games as you want for five days. Or like Mike Richter is my goalie right now, but I only get him for I think ten games and then he's gone. Like I can't. So you got to re- use him sparingly. Yeah, can't even renew his contract. It's like, yeah, and I wasted all the starts on tier ten. <laughs> so, <laughs> to get into tier nine. How many losses in a row? Tier nine. How many losses in a row will it take you to get kicked out of tier nine? Because tier ten's oh, the lowest, right? Like four? Wow. Because you think... made it to what? Tier what's the highest you've been? Man, I made it all the way up to tier three. I want to say NHL fifteen. And because then... I just I just decided I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get sick of Chell this year. I'm gonna play it like I played it like two or three hours a night. I got all the way up to tier three in Hut, and I think I lost twelve straight games. Got knocked down to tier five, and I was like, "Screw this game!" And I literally did not pick up the the game, like did not play that mode. Didn't even open it for like four years because I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, "I'm never playing Hut again." There were guys when I was on breakfast television. There were guys. There was one guy, Steve, uh, who made it to tier one. I and I, he's like, I'm afraid to play. He's like, because I lost my first game in Tier 1. And he's <laughs> like, I'm afraid to play. I'm afraid to even turn it on. I don't even want to turn it on. Because I'm in it. I did it. 
but I don't want to touch it. I always wonder, do you follow Nasher? Uh, a little big, bit, yeah. Big awesome. NHL yeah. Guy? yeah, he's great. He's awesome, but I always go, I always go, do the people he's playing know that they're playing Nasher? Doesn't it come up on the screen? Like that you're. Yeah, but I never look at the name. I don't care. I just want to play my game. Ooh, like, I think people would. I think, yeah, if you're all the way like, up there. When I was playing Fortnite a lot, because that's a game I used to play online before children and new job, um, it would say streamer. Oh. It would not, because Ninja was getting targeted and a bunch of other big streamers were getting targeted. So you'd be playing and be like, you know, Adam Wilde and my buddy Philippe and my buddy Mark, and they're named after like race car, Italian race car drivers. And because uh, they're both Italians, so they're like, oh, we got to Italian. We oh. can't be ourselves. Hey, hey. we got to oh. be race. We got to be Andretti. Hey. hey. Uh, anyway. All uh, the foil. <laughs> I love them. They're the best. And so no, we would, it would be the three of us and it would be someone else. And like, and you'd see like, um, you'd see like streamer come up every once in a while. And the guy would, somebody would say, hey, listen, I'm streaming. Please don't swear. And we'd be like, yeah, no problem. And and, and then how everybody that would work. stream more. It would uh, swear more. No, right? we didn't do that to them. We, they're making their money. Like they're trying to. They're trying to. Even whether they got ten followers or ten thousand, it's like they're trying to make their money. Like let them make their money, right? Yeah. Uh, don't be a jerk. And plus, if you have a streamer on your team, chances are they're good, and you will make it right to the end. The, my favorite part of all of Nasher's clips, uh, like a, apart from him, just I I would literally throw the game away if. Someone did to me what Nasher does does to these people. Because he's these so clips. good. Uh, but my favorite part of the clips, look at the score. He's doing this. It's like 5-1. In tier one. <laughs> In tier, yeah, it's like 7-1. He's just mangling Now, does people. Nasher get, does he go out and buy really good cards to start a season because that's good for his channel? I assume so. Because that's a like, good investment for his channel, I would think, yeah, right? Yeah, man, he's got like 300,000 subscribers or something wow. like that. Oh, he murders me murders me that's yeah. amazing yeah 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 um yeah because for me if i were him like i remember when battlefront 2 came out and that there was a mate like, apparently ea has turned that into a really good game i haven't picked it up in a year and a half okay. i paid for the full battle pass i get all the updates and i haven't touched it in 18 months but one of the things that you could do was buy up uh buy up cards to make yourself better if you wanted to spend right. it. And the maximum, I think people worked it out, it was like six or 7,000 bucks <laughs> that people could spend. However, oh my God. if you were, EA man, <laughs> EA. Uh, however, and pe that's why people were so pissed and people walked away from the game. That's now apparently so... it's a really good game, they fixed all that, they took that all away, and also that's illegal in a lot of countries because it's considered gambling. The box system and whatever, oh, the token it, system, oh, whatever. Oh, right. So, um, so they can't do that the same well, way Is that anymore. like what the Paul brothers were trying to sell? Like, oh, it's this mystery box and you pay whatever. Oh, I don't know anything about the Paul brothers. I don't pay much attention. Oh, that was bad. But the um, but the the point I'm trying to make here is that the guys that were streaming Battlefront One, who were really good streamers, uh, and who were really good players, instantly went in and said, "I'll spend whatever it takes." Right. They'll walk in and they'll go, "Here's seven thousand bucks because I'm going to make a hundred thousand off this this year. <laughs> it's worth it." They're going to get three million views on their YouTube video, yeah. and they're going to make back that money. One hundred percent. There's this kid who makes Red Dead Redemption videos um, because I've played that recently and I really like Red Dead Redemption. It's such a great game. But what this freaking kid does is he makes incredibly misleading titles and thumbnails. Aww. And like he'll make, oh, what really, what happens if you like shoot Dutch or whatever? And then like the thumbnail will be like Ghost Dutch next to a gravestone. And no, he's lying! Like that doesn't happen. He's so he's just really good at clickbait. Yeah, but 
But yeah, like, man, he's, no. he's bringing it to work. <laughs> no, no, there's clickbait and there's outright lying. What happens when blah, blah, blah. And he's yeah. got dozens of these things. And I look and it's like 1.5 million, 1.5 million. And I'm like, this guy, this guy makes over $100,000 a year probably. Off of lying. Literally lying. I don't know. Is he lying? Or is Steve just not invested no, enough in the video? Well, is he any different lying. from those people that go online and and talk about being conspiracy theorists and stuff like like what, right? What's the guy who they talk about the least? What's so the guy who says he's from the future and he's got like a hundred thousand subscribers? Oh my god, there's a channel just about people who are from the future and they come and they talk to this YouTube channel and they interview yeah. these people who are that from is, the future. So that literally. Is, that's the same Way thing. Way better. No, it's better. <laughs> no, it's the same. It's better than We're literally lying, lying to yeah. people. Lying to people about... Because... And they put on this See, shitty rubber really mask. Are. But you know what? If you're, a, if you're a company... If you're a theater company, you're the mm. so-and-so players, right? right? And you're like five or six guys went to acting school. You can't get a job on on any yeah. show, and even when you can, it's eight shows a week, and it's twenty grand a year, and you're working Uber and and doing serving. Why wouldn't you just start a YouTube channel and do something dumb like that? So you're from the future. You're all pretty good actors. Yell that the frogs are turning people gay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because what? Like really? <laughs> yeah. And you Jesse don't have to say it's satirical. Jesse is quoting a real human being right now, by the <laughs> yeah. way. You don't have to yeah. say it's satirical. No. Yeah. You just say just it's do just... it, and you're an actor, and you want to yeah. get into it, and you like it. Totally. Yeah. Why not? I That's think there's a very a pretty, good idea. There's a pretty big difference between, hey, you can do this thing in a video game that you clearly can't, <laughs> and I'm from the future! Like, there, there's a Is pretty there? big difference. Lies a lie, man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no one believes the lie. You believe Except that you could. Wait, how many people are on that? Is it 100,000 or is it a million? On the, from the future? From the future. I'll yeah, but you it clicked up. it. You're no, not I, watching I, that guy? No, I. you know what? I didn't click it. I found it from uh, one of the prep sites I go to for the radio show, and, and our British listeners will laugh at this, is, is Metro UK. Uh, okay. One of the one of the tabloids. Like, every every UK newspaper has just the most outrageous stories from everywhere all the yeah. time. I don't know how they do it. Our newspapers here are so boring. One of these and days. And have nothing good to offer. Like, not, not that they don't. They have great journalism. But what, what You'll the, turn around and the front page of, like, a major newspaper over there will just be a butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's Yeah. It's Whereas, wild. like, here it's, like, it's very, like, well, no, it's strict journalism. I would like to see a balance. Sometimes I want outrageous, otherworldly stories for the radio show. Mm. Mixed in with great journalism. The Guardian does that. They have some outrageous stories from Manchester. Outrageous stories. And then they have a lot of brilliant, brilliant journalism. I think I retweeted them once and like a, an army of Brits were like, don't! I know. <laughs> I was well, like, oh, okay, sorry, well, I didn't know. Okay. Like, I'm sure I'm opening a can of worms here, but you are. But <laughs> the Guardian and there's like, I mean, it's like it's like there's like the Sun, which is like the tabloid one. I'm sure Metro's tabloidy, it's, right? Why is it always the Sun? I don't know. What's I think well, that? the sun here in in Canada was was made after the sun there. Oh, uh, and then uh, there there's a couple newspapers there that are like, you know, a mixture of both because that's what sells. I guess, man. Anyway, it's interesting. Jesse, you found this yet? Yeah, it's one point uh, one five he million. His face because dude, he's faking. <laughs> he's it. from the future. <laughs> he's no, from the future. The time traveler took him. this video in the year twenty one. So I don't. I don't want to promo this channel because it's garbage. Yeah, the but. British government has been sheltering this guy since nineteen eighty eight, according to him. <laughs> time traveler took this video in the year twenty one twenty. Now, first of all, I don't believe it. There's trees and grass. I don't know, man. Noah claims to be a time traveler from... So wait, 
There's a Oh, this is from the Apple TV channel. This is from Do you want me to give the channel some love? No. no. Okay. This is from a channel and they have over a million oh. subscribers and they interview time travelers. Apex TV, sorry. Yeah, Don't have my glasses on. It. I thought it said Apple TV. <laughs> I, I said we were gonna say it, but yeah, you I just mean, said oh, it. Oh shit. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, so Apex they, TV, there you go. Yeah. They interview people from the future if you're They're, interested. It's kinda trashy, but you know what? If you wanna yeah. if you wanna hear someone from the future, you got Steve Dangle <laughs> predicting the Leafs winning the cup in twenty twenty on this episode. Leafs are winning the cup this year, my friends. All right. Just With saying. that, we will leave you. <laughs> and we love you. And I apologize to all the British listeners I've offended. I'm sure there's something problematic about The Guardian that I just haven't heard about yet. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Ah, well, but, you know. uh, Well, you... Adam, you lose some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of my career, man. Yep. Uh, we love you guys. We will see you on Sunday for our next show. Um, uh, Steve, how do you normally finish your LFRs? Uh, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really like to tell all your friends... To donate to Adam, but not until he posts his thing. <laughs> I'll post donate that to Jesse tonight. instead. Go Leafs, go. Donate to me. <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.